Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Good to see so many of you guys in here already so early. Uh, and I wasn't late. We started at seven. We <laughs> we just we just we had a uh, what were what would you call them? Um, the old uh, what Delays, were they? The green maybe, yellow uh, start or green yellow? Yeah, yeah, yeah green, green yellow. yellow. It was there a green yellow start. Yeah, yeah it was a That's green right. yellow start. Uh, mm. So real quick, because I know everyone's gonna ask. Uh, Eric won't be on tonight. Uh, this is the only time we're going to address it. Just letting you guys know. But we still have the rest of us here, and we got plenty to talk about. We got underneath me here is Danny B. He was at Bristol this weekend, so we'll have him yes, start off in a second. And over here is Darren Gilliam, a.k.a. Black Flags Matter, who's sure to uh, make everybody happy with his news this <laughs> week that we'll talk about as well. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> the big stuff that we got to talk about is Bristol. It's the, it's a Bristol night race. It's one of the best races of the year. It was one of the greatest spectacles in NASCAR. Danny, from the track, how was it this year? Uh, from the track, I thought the crowd looked really good. Like from the infield, it looked like it was a really good crowd for this one. A lot of people in the infield, a lot of people in the stands. Yeah, I know over the years they've took out some seats. They've added in drink crowds, but honestly, that's comfier for the fans in those stands. So 
I think that's a win for them, but just the fact that from the visual aspect of it, it looks better. And I, I like that part of it, you know, in turns three and four, I think the, there was a few bare spots at times. Um, but for the most part, I thought the crowd looked really good. Um, as far as, uh, what the, you know, the lead up to the race, I thought that was the coolest flyover I've ever seen at a Bristol race. That was actually really cool. I don't know if they really showed it good on TV. They did. But that that thing came in so low and so fast. It was, if it was any lower, I think that thing would have been in Bristol Motor Speedway. So I thought that was a really nice flyover. But um, yeah, it was a it was a great atmosphere. Weather was great. You can't complain there. But then we get into the race itself. First stage we're doing fine and uh side note the next gen car because of those uh double exhaust and i, I didn't notice this at the dirt race and I, maybe it's because sound is absorbed better on the dirt but when those cars are on that concrete inside bristol motor speedway they are much louder than any car i've ever heard at bristol motor speedway with the concrete for some reason they was really loud in there so i thought that was really bringing thunder valley to life in that aspect of it well uh carson hosevar brought brought up that among some other things he brought up some other things but a lot of people were saying that even in testing it was like that and they're they're kind of wondering oh is this going to be an issue for fans uh we could notice on the broadcast oh my god oh my goodness oh my oh. god no oh my all right goodness. all right deal's a deal here uh bill cypher thank you for the 300 buddy um Oh. I made a deal with you guys back when I released that NASCAR romance novel. Oh. Yeah, didn't uh, think anyone actually do it. Oh, I, I mean, I, I know, I know the challenge, the internet, the the it, you know, it's bound to happen eventually. Oh. Uh, I saw them conspiring in the chat. Uh, but no he says, Mel Cipher, you legend. Yeah, thank you. He says, well, Jarrett, uh, a deal's a deal. One of us donates 300. You read the NASCAR romance novels. I said I'd read one, and it could be your choice, whoever leaves Super Chat. So whatever one you want to find out there, <laughs> I'll read it. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, get reading, and remember, everyone, reality is an illusion. The universe is a hologram. Buy gold. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well... Dude, All thank right. you so much, I'm a, man. Yeah, oh. thank you. I'm gonna write now. Name you know a sure. future stream on the iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'll probably be a date uh, in the off season. That way, we can um, make sure that I have the proper time to get through mm -hmm. it. I really hope it's not like a three hundred dollar or not three hundred dollar, like a three hundred pager. Or you know, I'm not the <laughs> I'm not the greatest reading in general. <sighs> we will find you a three hundred dollar uh, NASCAR romance novel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, back back to oh, it, uh, Darian. You know, you watched on TV like I did. What did you think of the race this past weekend? Well, it sounds like it was crazy. And I mean, I know it's Bristol. There was a certain expectation. There's a certain level of uh, insaneness that you get with these races. But I mean, after watching it, you know, the um, well, the whole thing via the the, um, the following morning because I was at the fairgrounds working with IDK all Saturday night. Holy crap! Like we were able to catch the final 107 laps on Saturday night, and even those final laps were insane. So I was like, holy crap! I cannot imagine watching the full 500 lap race and just seeing the absurd, it's, the absurdity with the next gens. It's it, not even like we can blame it on a certain thing. Like you look at some races, like you can look back to the 2008. Brickyard 400 you can blame that on tires in this one this race you can't blame it on one certain thing because we saw so many issues there was yeah. there was uh power steering failures there was 
tire failures. Um, there was toe link failures. Um, you know, there was lots of things going wrong in this race. Yeah, I mean, it was a race of attrition. I mean, that's what it looked like. I we mean, we only had... we only really had, I say, one true Bristol wreck. That one that took out um, Stenhouse, mm-hmm. Bowman, Suarez, few others, but. Uh, th- that was the only one I could really only wreck I could think of. The rest of it was all just part failures, and it was just interesting. It's like you just kept waiting every other lap. It's like, okay, who's going to have something now? And by the end of the night, all the Toyotas had something. Um, a good portion of Fords had something, and a few Chevys had something go wrong. Well, and that oh, go ahead, go ahead. Kind of starting on on some of the issues before we get into some of the other stuff of the night. Uh, the like it was like all Fords right fronts. Like I think mm-hmm. at one yeah. point I was counting in the span of twenty laps, it's like four Fords were just like one, two, three, four out. Wasn't like, wasn't Ryan Blaney leading, and then he had the tire issues, or was he up front at least? Uh, he was up front. He might have been leading. There was Eric Almirola. He, was, he wasn't leading, but he was he was up there in a the top mm. ten, I think. Yeah, he he was up front. Almirola was up front. Uh, relatively, and he had issues. Harrison Burton over and over again had flats. Um, Cindric had a flat. I can't remember if Leg- I don't think Logano did, did Logano or did he have more of an engine issue? I can't remember off the top of my head. But the Fords had. I, tons I think of Logano them. had a had a flat at some point because I was by his pit and they were rolling over some tires. Because but when he had his problem, they had already went through all of their pit cycles, so they actually had to go and find another tire to put onto his car. Yeah, but it, it seemed like a bit of a Ford issue uh, in that regard. The the parts issue was more with like you we were talking about before with with the Toyota camp. I ha- I have the results over here. And it's just crazy looking at the bottom half of the results. Um, the last three finishers, 34th Kyle Busch with the blown engine. That's Ty, his best track. Ty Gibbs, 35th. Which, by the way, everyone thought I was freaking nuts for saying he wouldn't make it to the next round. I didn't think it'd be like this, but just he saying. And, yeah, and, or and, he didn't make it. He didn't, me, make, he didn't it. make it. I, I and mean, Austin Cindric made it. Just saying. Yeah, it's it, it's funny that the names that locked in so early because we saw, I think, who who all was it that locked in towards the beginning of the race? We saw Bowman and like three others. Who was it? Uh, Bowman did. Be- uh, Bell was already in. Yeah, I think Logano, Chastain, uh, Larson, and, Elliot, and Elliot, Elliot did. locked in. Hey, yeah. hey, Danny. Hey, round of twelve. Here we come. Pull up the banners. Pull up the banners for Bowman. Then <laughs> let's go. We hey, on up. <laughs> he's, he's never since he's joined Hendrick. He's never once made it any worse than a round of twelve. So hey, I, I could see him making the round of eight. I could go too. his way. Yeah, I could see I could that. Too. Yeah, this round will be, I think for, and we'll, we'll get into the playoff cut line a little mm-hmm. bit later, but for a few of these guys, they've got a 50-50 chance of getting through. It's just going to really depend on them bringing their A game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but back to Kyle Bushman and Toyota. Yeah, they just had, uh, from what I was seeing on Twitter, they just had a ton of problems there. I mean, you had Kyle Bush with the engine problems, which, by the way, David Wilson said publicly from Toyota that, hey, we let Kyle Bush down. And I'm glad they're saying that publicly because there were people saying, like, oh, this is a Dale Jr. Teresa Earnhardt situation. 2007, they're sabotaging the engines I mean, on the way out. See, the only thing I'm really wondering about is, granted, I think Kyle Bush was screwed either way, but what was really key about getting, you know, 2311 back out there? Oh, yeah, that was why I wanted to ask y'all that, too, because that was, I'm like, if y'all truly 
wanted to make sure that Kyle Busch was, you know, was um, advancing to the next round, then yeah, why were those 2311 cars just Cause, making laps? Because, you know, the 45 is the only 2311 they've got a chance of getting the owner's uh, championship, and it already locked in because of Bubba's win at yeah. Kansas for the owner's championship. Yeah, I, so questionable call, but also, too, um, I mean, I, I feel like that 18 team over there at Joe Gibbs Racing, like now, you know, Kyle Busch is in his last races with the team. That's more of an R&D card, maybe, per se. Maybe they're not getting perhaps the, like, you know, the best of the best stuff anymore. But I don't think they're just being sabotaged, though, like some fans have said. But also, too, Danny, if you want to talk about this more a little bit, uh, the 19 also had. <laughs> he also so, had uh... I have the yeah. picture up right now. <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, let's let's try to think of the best way to say this. Oh my god! Every Birds redneck in the south can relate to Martin Truex for being fed up with their old crappy car that ain't working right no more and just <laughs> flipping it off. <laughs> oh, you kidding me? I've done it. Like I'm looking at this picture right here, and I see me with my car every time I fix a light and the other one goes out. Like th this is me right here. I'm just so happy the cameras were able to catch that stuff because sometimes you're not able to catch it because it happened so quickly. But no, nah, Truex just the camera was right there and he was just like, oh, he saw what was broken. I was like, oh, yep, yeah, f you, f you. Man. <laughs> oh, God. that's that's a, that better. He might not be the he might not be the only NASCAR driver uh, to do that this season. It's just you know they didn't get, they didn't catch it on camera for the other. I'm one. fairly confident there's a few others that would have done this. And and granted, when when Kyle Busch blew his engine. There was a ton of us media people all gathered around Kyle Bush's trailer. Luckily for Kyle Bush, I think he had a fortunate uh, case of a wreck happening with, with Stenhouse and all them because then it all distracted us to kind of get some of us to get away from him because we probably would have caught him doing something that we didn't want to see either if he come out of there. Yeah. Well, so, you know, talking about some of these guys that missed, we'll get to the, the cutoff stuff that that's leading up to this next round, but number one, Kyle Busch's blown engine. We talked about has him out probably the biggest shock for everyone, even though he's been kind of off this year, mm. but then Kevin Harvick on pit road, his crew cost him a shot at the uh, win. Uh, but, just... uh, but really quick, um, didn't he also speed through his pit stall as well? I think I think yeah yeah earlier in the night he did yeah yeah well I thought it was towards the end I could have sworn it was towards the end I catch I saw the final 107 laps I could have sworn it was towards the end chat help me out there confirm that but yeah either way yeah his pit crew messed up and also he had messed up as well um mm -hmm. but yeah look Kevin Harvick still a a um a good driver um but yeah it's just it's not the 2020 Kevin Harvick anymore unfortunately I mean but he was running up there though and you know with He'd the little probably tire one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and with the little tire fall off of, as well, if he had a uh, you know a, a better strategy, probably could have gotten you know up front more, and then could have could have just held his position. But yeah, unfortunately, it just didn't work out. So not to go back to the drawing board next year. Well, and then also looking at that crash you talked about, Danny, that crash collected of the ones who still were on the cut line. I know there were more, but of the ones who still were on the cut line, not locked in, Daniel Suarez. Tyler Reddick, Austin Dillon. So basically a bunch of RCR and RCR affiliates all collected in one big wreck. And yeah. while Suarez is able to keep you know, his his season alive, there are, the RCR guys didn't. And I, I kind of want to ask you, starting with you, Danny, of those three, who are you most shocked to see miss this round? And I'm, uh, like, or uh, of those two, I should – not two. God, of the four that missed – 
God, I, I can't speak tonight. Who are the who's the one you're most shocked to see miss? Would it be Harvick, Bush, Reddick, or Dylan? Reddick, honestly, because I feel like all his the only reason he did get eliminated was just unfortunate luck in this case. Kansas, he had that tire issue. This one caught up in a mess. Darlington, I can't remember what happened to Darlington. He just ran bad. What happened there? For uh, Reddick. Um... Yeah, for for Reddick. No, he ran good at Darlington. Yeah, he got a top five. Yeah, at he got a third. Okay, so so he just he just got you know screwed over and bad luck really at Bristol and Kansas. So I mean, I didn't have him winning the championship like Eric did, but I did have him in my championship four prediction. So Reddick is definitely the one that I'm most surprised about. Yeah, de- yeah, Reddick is definitely the biggest shock. And um, I just want to confirm. So the four guys that missed it were Reddick, Dylan, Bush, and Harvick. Correct. Correct. I'm asking this to the uh, chat as we speak. Okay. Uh, uh, dang so both rcr cars missed too that's yeah but tyler reddick's definitely the biggest surprise though and i know that's saying a lot considering that you know we have kyle bush and kevin harvick on this list and i while some may disagree i mean those two could be very inconsistent at times and tyler reddick he had shown that he could you know be consistent that you know his um the only issue with him was is that you know he would always have some sort of bad luck you know, it was rarely a case of, oh, they just didn't really have the speed or whatever. Because for the most part, that eight team and him, they had some speed at some places that I was like, whoa, like the RCR cars shouldn't be up there. And, and yet they are. So, yeah, Tyler Reddick oh. is definitely the biggest surprise. Also, uh, I guess someone felt bad for Austin Zone and gave him a vote because now he's at oh, 1%. He 1%. <laughs> Yeah, let's see. We're uh, looking at it. Yeah, Tyler Reddick after 91 votes is at 49%, then 30 for KFB, 20 mm-hmm. for Kevin Harvick, and then... Oh, didn't Eric have Tyler Reddick in his championship? For- he had oh. him winning the championship. Oh, yeah. no! Yeah, no, that's what I was just saying. Me and Eric both had him in our championship four, but Eric had him winning the championship. Oh, man. So, so bracket's busted. Yeah. Okay, so... You two don't have at least one in your championship four. Darian, are all four of yours still alive or no? Uh, yeah, no, they are. Yeah. Okay. No, I didn't. I don't think I didn't have anybody like shocking. I don't think. Well, so I did, and my my pick is doing pretty well so far. My championship win pick has been Christopher Bell. Yeah. And he's the hottest driver of the opening three races. I also yeah. had Logano. Elliot and uh, Kyle Larson. So and now it's it's not such a, a crazy pick anymore. You know, I mean, he was the only one that was locked in all night. I mean, granted, you did have some issues on Bristol, but hey, it's all good. He made it to the round of twelve, and if he keeps also, up this consistency, he still finished fourth. The also, yeah. on the subject of him, I wanted to ask, what's what's up with caution for his blown tire, but not for Brad Kozlowski? Yeah, that that was that. something that a lot of people were questioning, and I feel like. NASCAR's NASCAR's reaction to it online, I think what they said is that when Bell had a flat, there were guys three wide coming up behind him, but when Keselowski had a flat, the entire straightaway was clear behind him. At the same time, I... Uh, I mean, it's still a flat, though, man. I don't think so. I saw on the the Colossus, I saw Keselowski being passed by cars, and that's when I realized he had an issue. Yeah, I... I think that's just kind of NASCAR trying to save their butt on that one. Personally, I, I I don't personally think that that was, that was the issue. My thing is, is you got to be consistent. It's, it's what we talked about all along. You got to be consistent with these calls. You can't just leave some up to chance. Um, Oh God. Movement for two put daddy bell. (laughs) That might be referring to what the TV description for the race said. If you guys saw 
all the descriptions for the race said David Bell is locked yeah. into the next round. I'm yeah, like, like, Mr. What? Mr. Uh, Mr. Bell, if you're watching, yeah, Twitter discovered that on one of the TV guides. So yeah, apparently, yeah. apparently, you got a top five finish. Mr. Congratulations, Bell. David Bell, on making the, <laughs> the next round. Yeah, seriously. But uh, but not, dude. Hey, Christopher Bell, man. Like Jared, I was like, yeah, look, he's been consistent, but I didn't really see him making the championship for. But hey, you know, it doesn't sound too crazy now if he can continue this. And then Bologna Burger said a lot of the common denominator in his comment section was people just saying that Keselowski's not a not a playoff driver, but Christopher Bell was. So there was more priority there. I, I mm. mean, that maybe, maybe that might have been it. I mean, maybe. that would that wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't there, surprise there's me. some stuff that goes on behind the scenes that maybe we don't want to know about. Yeah. <laughs> but you see, the crazy thing about about all of this, with all that's happened, with how much the race of attrition really played into it and how much of the storyline that brought up is that we're now 20 minutes into this thing and we're just now talking about the 19th winner of 2022 Dude. christopher busher yeah yeah christopher busher but and also too fans pointed this out the official end of the fascinal curse that i put on <laughs> years ago but nah like that is insane, man. 19 there. I never thought, I mean, I started watching NASCAR in 2004, first grade. And, you know, the that, that historic record-setting season took place in 2001. Never did I imagine that we would ever see that broken in my lifetime. And, and I, actually, it wasn't even a thought to me. I was looking at it side by side. We've tied the record. And at this point in the 2001 season, there was actually 15 winners. So we're actually on track to break it. Did, Jared, did you like? I I expected this card to definitely bring some parody, but no way did anyone expect twenty plus winners. I, 20, uh, the potential of twenty plus winners. I I tried to play the conservative card on all of my predictions and thoughts for it, just because there's you know there's so many times where NASCAR will be like this brings parody and evens the field and everyone will win and we're like okay yeah that that's yeah, nice we heard that before and but it actually happened it yeah this time it panned out and I'm pretty sure that you know. Everybody who who believed it is is completely vindicated right now, and everybody like mm -hmm. me who who thought that it was just NASCAR saying stuff to to sound good with the press is, I mean it it worked it worked out for him, and and so far there's no signs of slowing down. Which year were they running with the slogan "It's the greatest season ever"? That was recently. Twenty eighteen. Wait, was it? No, it was last year. Or, oh, oh no, I was thinking of oh, the last year. Guy, last they should have yeah, waited year. till this year. I'm yeah, you should have waited, man. Oh, and then like the whole young versus the old drivers back in twenty eighteen. Those those would have been perfect to run today. But yeah, just uh, missed the mark a little bit. But yeah, so, dude, nineteen different winners. That's oh, and a playoff driver has yet to win so far so, and then this this weekend it could easily happen because we're going back to where blaney won the all-star race so it could easily happen so i want to ask the chat i'm going to ask you guys of the guys who are still winless who gets us to the 20 winner mark i'll go first here it's got to be blaney that's the most obvious to me it's got to be ryan blaney is it I obvious know... he hasn't won this oh, year see see uh, no on paper it's supposed to be obvious right because, you know, he has, like, you know, he's, you know, top five in the regular season points. He's been so consistent when he hasn't had bad luck, you know, i.e. Uh, Bristol, unfortunately. But, you know, we're going to a track where he's won at. Granted, that was the all-star race. And the way he won was weird at the end, you know, having the window net down and stuff like that. That would have been crazy if they took that one away because of that. But I feel like, yeah, the most obvious answer would be Blaney. But, like, based on what we've gotten this season, I – 
it might just be another surprise winner, just somebody out of the blue that we're not expecting because nobody expected Eric Jones to win the Southern 500. Nobody expected really, well, I mean, like, you know, we expected Bubba to perform well at Kansas, but I mean, I didn't expect him to just straight up dominate the final stage of that race. And a whole lot of people didn't expect uh, Christopher Busher to, uh, to, to win. I, so see, I felt I like at one point or another, Busher was going to like at least sneak a plate win or something. He'd been, or a super speedway mm-hmm. win. I'm sorry. Um, he, he's been fast enough to compete here, like year in and year out in at least five to eight races a year. And it just doesn't pan out. Remember Homestead, I think in 2021, I believe he was one of the guys up front early on in that race. So it's like I'm I'm not surprised that he got to win. I'm just I'm so surprised that it came at Bristol when all the other Fords had problems like this and just that car was just perfect for him. Uh so I put the poll in the chat by the way, uh asking who who will get the 20 winner mark and it's Blaney, Truex, Keselowski and Almirola which are basically the you know some of the four biggest names that haven't won so far this year i thought about putting mcdowell but that would just seem yeah too on well, the nose. No. Uh, well yeah you know what i i can make a case for him too i mean like look we've seen that 34 have some speed on non-super speedways and then also too we still have a super speedway left on the schedule too so who knows we might we, uh, we might have a streak of you know just you know playoff winners and stuff then all of a sudden we go to talladega mcdowell boom could be the 20th I, different winner i should I, I should wear a michael mcdowell shirt if he wins like i should buy yeah, one speak, online and wear should. it speaking of the 34 car and chris busher the last time that chris busher got a top five at bristol in a points paying race was the 2016 night race in the 34 car for front row motorsports he finished fifth in that one. Oh, yeah wow. that's right that's right yeah i completely actually, forgot about that one he actually yeah. had an overall better race in that one because he started 12th and he finished fifth so mm. if you if you look at you know start to finish better versus start to finish in this one he started 20 of them but you won so yeah well, and, and and good for brad kozlowski you know to get a win this season as a car owner you know? yeah but yeah good dude good for him you know, after seeing him, he looked like his old self when he was in the lead. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna roll out a Brad Keselowski win at he this point. He looked aggressive and like in a good way, like a rejuvenated aggressive. Like all this season, he's just sort of been like a moving chicane at different times compared mm-hmm. to how he ran at Penske. He looked like Brad Keselowski in 2011 out there in charge. He I really mean, did. You can really go back to the beginning of the season. Remember at Fontana, he was running inside the top 10, then all of a sudden got, you know, got loose, spun out. And then I feel like ever since they've kind of been on that downward trend. Like, yeah, they've had some decent runs every now and then, but yeah, for that six team, you know, it's good to, you know, it's good to see one of their cars win. And, you know, like really, you know, having Roush, um, you know, um, Kozlowski racing, having them, you know, return to victory lane and stuff, you know, just based on their history and also based on their social media presence, it's good for the sport. It's good for the sport. <laughs> Shout out to Elijah. Yeah, yeah. It's good for the sport if that team wins more because then we'll get, you know, more memes and content. That's right. Yeah. Oh, God bless Elijah. Did you see <laughs> that he got to meet uh, uh, Kristen Bell this weekend? Oh, that's yeah. another thing too. Did why yeah. did NASCAR not mention that? So, yeah. so she, so she was actually doing some stuff with people at Moneyline, and I, okay, I found that out. I, I ran into a guy that I follow on Twitter named Phil Spain. He, oh so yeah, Phil, so Phil Spain actually got to have his Moneyline username on Bubba's car at Kansas, and the deal was if Bubba won then he would get $10,000. Obviously, Bubba won, so he was given $10,000, and then they invited him 
and a few other people out to the Bristol race when Moneyline mm-hmm. was a sponsor for Bubba's car. So that's I thought awesome. that's pretty cool. And then they, I guess she must have obviously some kind of deal. And then, and then uh, also I didn't, I didn't see him there, but I saw a picture from somebody, her, her husband is also an actor, and I can't remember his name now at this point. I know what he looks um, like, though. That, yeah. yeah, I know what he looks yeah, like. You, you've seen, seen him in, like, a ton of stuff. We've seen them in stuff together, even commercials. Yeah, yeah. and then he was also there uh, with people at Moneyline. Today was hanging out with the Moneyline people. Uh, yeah, but- chat, chat, if you know the, who that guy's name is, just let us know in there yeah. uh, while we're while we go on really quick. Because I wanted to bring up, you know, since we're, we, we've been talking about – RFK and they, how good they looked, which again, Bristol is a very strong track historically in the last couple of years for them. Uh, so I don't want to say they're like a hundred percent, uh, saying Dax Shepard. Yeah. Dax yeah. Shepard. Okay. Yes. And, and, uh, so you've, you've probably seen him as like more of a goofy character in a lot of movies. That's what he kind of known for doing, but yeah, they, they had a, you know, they had a, a celebrity couple there at the race who went way under the radar of not really knowing they were there. They should have been on NASCAR socials, but yeah, that's it. I'll just leave so, it at that. So this this blew my mind because I, I remember, just like all of us, growing up in the era where Roush was getting four to five, some, you know, three, four, five cars into the chase. Wait, is that is Wait, that a real stat? Real stat. This oh, is man. the first non-super speedway Roush for win since Carl Edwards mm-hmm. won at Sonoma in 2014. And Dude. it's the first non-super speedway win for the 17 car since Matt Kenseth in 2012. Dude, I, I remember watching that 2014 Sonoma race. And I was watching it with my late grandma at the time. I, was a, I think yeah. I was a sophomore in high school. Same. I actually also realized I've now been at the first win for – the two most recent 17 drivers. I was at Talladega for Ricky's first win, and now I was at Bristol for Chris Buescher's first win. Yeah, How about the, that. That's awesome. But, well, but... wait, wait, sorry. First win in the 17. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I, I forget. Uh, this is not Chris Buescher's first win. It feels but like it. It's a second. It does feel yeah. like it. Yeah. Well, it's his but... first. It's his first win under power. <laughs> yeah, with no rain or anything like that. But yeah, no. Congrats to the seventeen, and really quick shout out to Nathan on um, on Twitter. He was he is a diehard you know Roush Racing fan. Just yeah, but like the funny part about that after the race while he was celebrating, um, there was this copy paste that was going around, basically saying like how he didn't own the team and didn't have any stock. It's like oh, it's not your team. When don't say we won. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. So shout out to you, David. So that's what that's from. I saw that, but I didn't. Yeah, know yeah, was. yeah. That dude yeah, yeah. is hilarious i love his he twitter is, yeah it's funny but hey good congrats to roush and uh hey, hopefully this is the first of many you know i'd love to see them back in victory lane more now i wanted to bring this up just before we go to the playoff cut line because i know people will bring it up about the 22 and the 23 in and out of the garage finishing out nascar from what bob pockers reported did check both of their cars and they did have legitimate race ending damage to them so yeah, I'm not going to go full con- like cuz after the race before that was reported, I remember like even on my post race stream, I'm just like, eh, it's kind of fishy just saying, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but it was all but good. Thankfully, it was confirmed. Yeah, it was confirmed by Bob. I trust Bob. Mm-hmm. Uh so, going to the playoff cut line. We got 12 in right now, and I'm just going to read how high up they are when I read their position because at this point, that's what matters. Uh, Chase Elliott is plus 31 back in the points lead thanks to his regular season. He's going to miss the round of 16, Jerry. (laughs) 
He's that's, gonna meet the, it. The, okay, the thing is, there's like the, the running narrative because I'm I'm critical of Elliot for, uh, at different times that I hate Chase Elliot and Aww. like I and that I was bringing that up. I'm like, I never guys, said that. He's in my championship guys, four picks. Put put your drivers in line. We are gonna criticize all of them. Okay, doesn't mean we hate them. Okay, <laughs> it's like it's like that one meme of the dude from like in the skit where the um, it was a it was a uh, a parody of this show where like. Zachary Quinto slaps some kid that like is his mm-hmm. brother's kid, and then the parody of it, it's like every time someone comes up, he just slaps him in the face, slaps him in the face. <laughs> That's us with all of your drivers. Yeah, basically, <laughs> like like we don't have favorite drivers anymore, so we can just make fun of, we can just go go nuts. E- even me, I'll I'll make fun of the forty eight at times. Even <laughs> oh, and 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 we will too, of course. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Chase Elliott is the points leader, plus thirty one after winning the regular season title. Back up top. Uh, behind him is Joey Logano, plus 16. Ross Chastain, plus 11. Kyle Larson, plus uh, plus 10. And then William Byron, plus 6. And a three-way tie for 6th through 8th of Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, and Ryan Blaney, plus 4 over Chase Briscoe, who's ninth. Alex Bowman, minus 6, is tied with Daniel Suarez as well for the 10th and 11th spots. And then rounding it out is Austin Sindrick, minus 7. So... Darian, I can tell you're chomping at the bit. I just heard you like kind of. Who 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 are you looking at into this round, either good or bad, uh, on the cut line? Well, I'll start. Yeah, I'll start with the bad here, and I mean it's and it's a guy who is actually above the cut line. Look, I love me some Ryan Blaney. Okay, he can be very consistent at times, but he has this bad mojo around him at these certain places. You know, it seems like every time he's like running top five or whatever, every now and then something happens blown motor or part failure or he gets taken out by some dummy uh, you know i mean look i i know he has a history of making you know the the round of eight here especially in the 12 car but you know he's somebody that i think we should just keep our eyes on a little bit more now yes i mean technically yeah he's like you know like he's just above the cut line plus four so he's not totally safe but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if in these three races he runs into some type of issue not of his own doing, and that costs him, you know, a chance to advance. So I'm, I'm, you know, just I'm just a little concerned about you know him and that team right now. But we'll see how it goes. Um, as for the uh, the good though, I mean, hey, look, Chase Elliott. I mean, he's 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 loving it. He's loving life right now, man. I mean, like, granted, I mean, it's only a 31 point gap, but I mean, no, the other playoff drivers aren't even in the uh, the 20 point range either. So, I mean, he has a decent gap compared to the field. And I know there was some concerns with him, like, oh, he didn't qualify as good, yada, yada, yada. Look, I feel like at this point, they know, like, hey, look, we're one of the best teams. Let's just see. Let's just try and survive and advance these races. We don't have to dominate them, but let's get our stuff together for the round of eight and the uh, championship four when it really matters. So uh, don't panic, guys. Okay, if he doesn't qualify as well, oh, oh well, so be it. He has enough race pace to, to get himself up there. Danny, what do you think? Yeah, I think Blaney is a good concern, especially now that he's going to be without his uh, crew chief for the oh! next four races. Oh, mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Thank you for, yeah, sorry about that. So, yeah, he's the, he's the biggest one that stands out to me. I mean, yeah, he won the Rover before. Yeah, he's won, te- he's won Texas at, at the All-Star race. And he will still be okay because that car is still going to come with speed. But just not having the same crew, it is going to affect him. We'll see what, hap- we'll see what happens in the actual race themselves. Um, that's definitely going to be a concern. Another concern uh, I would have is it's probably Ross Chastain. You know, I feel like we're at the point where 
Now a lot of people might start remembering those, those things they did in the regular season. So mm-hmm. you know, you get him out on the on the roval, he's going to probably make a few people mad. Uh, you know, you put him in a situation where he's next to Alex Bowman on the cutoff line, he might remember getting punted out of the way at Coda. You know, you put him around Denny Hamlin, he might remember something at one of the tracks. I don't know where to start on that one. Mm-hmm. So he's he's one you got to keep your eye on. Um, but I mean, everyone below the cutoff line. I think all four of these guys, Chase Briscoe, Alex Bowman, Daniel Suarez, Austin Sendrick, they each have a track in this round that has been good to them in the past, but they also have a track in this round that could be terrible for them. Hey, and- interesting stat on Sendrick here. Um, he, of the 12 remaining uh, playoff drivers, because I don't, I don't compare Atlanta to Tex- to uh, to Talladega, I should say, mm-hmm. just because it's such a different racing style. But yeah. but when you look at Daytona, Talladega, and Daytona again, of the remaining twelve, Chastain has the best average finish at those tracks and the second best at the road courses. So wow, he's wow. he's been he's been doing a lot better than people think. Would, would... I think of the bottom four, Cendric is probably who I feel the best in. I. Uh... I'd say so too. I I will say, uh, looking at some of the trends with Bowman, um, he's the third best on mile and a half this year, fourth best on super speedways that you can compare to Talladega, and he's good at the Roval. Like I wouldn't count Bowman out of this round either. For a while, he had an average finish of like two at the Roval or something mm-hmm. like that. And also Chase Briscoe here, he's a very interesting one because he has a history on the Roval. You know, he's won there in Xfinity before yeah, as well. Yeah, I don't so, trust him. So, I don't know, man. That, all it takes is just one win. He's, I'm just I saying. think he's the I'm only – I think of, of the these 12, he's the only pretender. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, he, he is the one who, like, I'm surprised even made it to this round after watching the first three races. Hey, hey now he's there, though. But, if, hey, you never know. We'll if see. I have to pick a shocking name to not make this one – I'm actually gonna go with Hamlin on this one. Same. Uh, oh, that's not that's not that shocking. I don't think. I don't think it's. That I shocking. think it just is based on a se- just Ev- based on a season. But, but though, you know, everyone's just, hyping Hamlin up as a championship contender because of the I, reset. I I just don't. I, and honestly, I really don't know why. I mean, maybe it's just because you know he just keeps advancing and advancing. But it's like just based on this season, his usual standards. Well, he's just not up to would, par. Would, you know. Would you all like me to uh, go full Larry Mack here on y'all and and tell you the trends since they've had this format since 2017 yes the trans give us the uh, the uh the trans please all right so here's what i got in the round of 12 the first second and fifth seeds entering the round have never been eliminated that is chase elliott joey logano and william byron they're in those Ooh. seeds right now those that historically have never been eliminated from the round of 12 uh, entering the round of 12, no seeds have been eliminated more than the 8th, 11th, and 12th. And currently, because of tiebreakers, Ryan Blaney is the 8th seed, and then 11th is Suarez, 12th is Sindrick. So, interesting there. They mm. Those seeds have been eliminated four out of the five times that we've seen this system run since 2017 through 2021. Wow. Now, the highest... Amount of points above the cut line entering this round to be eliminated was plus 26. That was Kyle Larson in 2017. The only driver above that threshold is Chase Elliott at plus 31. Uh, the lowest the lowest below the line to make it into the round of eight is minus 12, meaning that everyone is in that. 
uh that you know there's nobody under minus 12 so that that one's kind of null and void you can look at that as the chaos of this season um no fifth seed or higher has been eliminated since 2018 no sixth seed or higher has been had an issue getting to the round of eight since 2019 uh 2021 was the only time ever the seventh seed has been eliminated in the round of 12 and 2019 was the only time the sixth seed was in 2018 it was the only time for the fourth seed and 2017 was the only time for the third seed meaning basically sixth on up it's not normal for them to be eliminated mm-hmm. uh same okay. with well i'd say even seventh on up for the most part uh aside from fifth yeah. <laughs> um that's interesting Two more here. Other than 2019 and 2020, every year two above the line have been eliminated. Now, every single season of this, two or more have been eliminated under the line in the round of 12. So a couple of interesting trends to look at. Of course, trends are just that trend. It doesn't mean that they are facts. It doesn't mean they are going to like be set in stone. But hearing that and seeing the guys, especially when you look at at the ones who always miss being 8th, 11th, and 12th. I have to say, Suarez and Blaney, it's like, that kind of fits how their seasons have gone. Like, good, but could easily be eliminated in this round. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they're not safe, too. I mean, they're not safe at all. Yeah, and Cindric as well. You know, there's a lot of guys like that. Um, It's going to be interesting to see who uh, uh, survives and advances, you know, but there's some surprises, maybe. I felt like the Talladega race in the spring was a little bit, Meh, but the fall, all bets are off the table on that one. So, mm-hmm. well, I'm gonna put you guys on the spot right now, uh, yeah. and I mean, I can I can give mine if you need like a little extra time. Who of these guys are your four to get eliminated this round? Okay, I'll go first. All right, so of the four right now, um, Suarez, Cendric. Uh, let's see. William Byron, maybe. And finally, you said, "Hey, look, you said two above the cut line usually get get eliminated." Usually, right now, other right than, now, other than I think the last two years. Okay, right now, I'll go with Ryan Blaney. Right now, let's say we'll see if that changes. But those are the four I'm going to go with. So two above the cut line, two below the cut line. Um, and yeah, some of y'all are saying like, oh, well, what about Chase Burson? I look, I know, I, I, I got a feeling about the Roval. I don't know. I just have this feeling about it. For my four, I'll, I'll say, I'll say Briscoe. I'll say Suarez. I'll say Hamlin. And the debate between two people. I'm going to go Blaney. The one I was debating on is Kyle Larson because he's only plus 10, and I don't trust him at Talladega. Yeah, he's won the Robo before, but I still can't trust him there either. Yeah, it's just hard. It's so hard to predict these playoffs anyways, too. I mean, look, you see surprises happen all the time. So, like, some of the most obvious guys that are supposed to make it just sometimes, in some cases, usually don't, you know? Well, so, so yeah, I'll, I'll say Larson – Larson gets in, but Blaney and Hamlet, those are my, my shockers. Well, I'll give you uh, my four. And I, I put these in my video the other day. I got Ryan Blaney, Chase Briscoe, Daniel Suarez, Austin Cedric. 
I think those are the ones. I'm looking in the chat, too. I'll read a couple of these ones out. Spencer in the chat has Briscoe, Bowman, Suarez, Cindric. Uh Cito has Suarez, Bell, Cindric, Bowman. Uh, Napa Racing fan has Cindric, Briscoe, Suarez, Joey Logano. No. That's an, inter- that's an interesting talking, one. Talk about some shockers there. I see John as uh, Cindric, Briscoe, Blaney, and, Chast- and Chastain to miss. Well, as I mean, Chastain if you look at Joey Logano... Um, Again, you can compare mile and a half. Hasn't finished higher than 14th, 17th place average. Mm-hmm. Uh, his last finish at Texas was 30th. You look at the comparable super speedways, 21st, 32nd, 12th, with a 21st place average. Last finish at Talladega, 32nd. And then at the road courses, his last two have been top 10s, but before that have been below 15th. So mm-hmm. it's not too crazy. Um, let's see. <laughs> Like this one, just said all of Hendrick out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's possible. It's certainly possible, but we'll see. It, it is, but I also doubt it. <laughs> too, That'd be crazy. Too tough to tame has Byron, Bowman, uh, Briscoe, and Denny Hamlin. Uh, MVR owner has the 14 2 in the and Chase Elliott. Wow. Oh. Hey, hey, yeah. With the Roval? Hot Piss has Chase Elliott, Logano, Christopher Bell, and Larson in this. Well, I... You might I, be trolling. I, I know I met you this weekend, man, but <laughs> I, I think you're trolling. Hey, yeah, he's either trolling or he's on that uh, some of that. Did uh, y'all read Sebastian's? His are Cindric, Briscoe, Hamlin, Byron. Uh, Cole has Larson, Suarez, Briscoe, Cindric. I'm I'm liking this. I love hearing the, yeah. all these different takes on it. Here, too. Here's, a, here's an account. Just Alex. It's probably probably Bowman's uh, burner account. He has 14, 11, 22, and one. <laughs> I see Isaac in the chat. He's always in. How's it going, buddy? Cindric, uh, yeah. Suarez, Briscoe, and Joey Logano. Mickey <laughs> Logano has Bowman, Suarez, Cindric, Briscoe. Man, I, that's hey, interesting. Da- hey, Danny, at least there's not as many Bowman ones, you know? At least there's not as many. Hey, they're having some faith in your God it, for once. I mean, it's just hard to predict. This, like, it's the playoffs. Yeah, it's hard. Any one of these 12 guys can show up at any given time. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Here come more sirens. Oh. They can't hear it right now, but I, yeah. people heard it the, the other in ones. The chat. Yeah. They're all it's, coming it's, for a freezing hot. It's hard to know what'll happen. They're yeah. coming for a freezing cold takes. And no, I'm yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for L takes. Oscar, Oscar has Chastain, Briscoe, Bell, Cindric. I love that. There's a, there's a huge dispersion of picks for this and i love now we got that we have the famous iceberg sirens yeah get that meme going so very interesting yeah Yeah. very interesting sorry spencer i wish the ufo was here but still in the shop it it, it will be back for sure next year i just yeah i need to get the lights working again the lights like (laughs) they tie the whole thing together um so that that I'd say that about covers looking into the playoffs. How about we've been positive? I would say I would say this. We've been positive for forty-five minutes. Here. Oh no! Oh no! No, we gotta change. We gotta change tones, though. Oh <sighs> yes, we do. Oh, we were doing good. We were doing good for a while there, though, all, especially all, in the ratings. All I'm gonna say, at least there was a good amount of butts in the seat. So yeah, the yeah. estimate I saw was about a hundred thousand because I think Bristol now holds about a hundred. 15 to 120,000. So that's that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty full. Let me, it's pretty close to full. Let me be 100% sure, but I believe that is the sixth or seventh race this year that's been at or over. Um, there's Daytona 500, Coke 600, Road America, Pocono, Watkins Glen, 
and Bristol is six. That's a sixth mm. race of this year, which is more than a lot of the last couple of years. Uh, mm. But let's look at the ratings. All right. Yes. The ratings. Yeah. It's, it's, like... It ain't good. Hey, yeah, just just get it over with, man. It's like ripping off a band-aid. Just All right. It, over with. it was a 1.07 rating, which is 11% <gasps> off of last year. It is 1.776 million viewers, which is almost 20% off of last year's Bristol Night Race. We lost to NHRA in the 18-49 demo. Oh, no. They got 578,000. Granted, it was right after an NFL game, but still, we've had that same thing happen to us as as NASCAR fans. We we lost out to the tech talk of motorsports. Look, so to further explain that more, too, because, like, I was trying to watch the Rams versus Falcons game, and then I realized, I'm like, oh, yeah, I won't be able to watch it from out here because they don't show the late games unless, you know, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the Tennessee Titans are playing out here or something. So instead, they showed the NHRA race to those, you know, out-of-touch markets. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, hey, to their credit, it worked. And they need to well, do it more often. We we lost – they had 578,000 in the key demo. We had 411,000. So yeah. lost really by 167,000 18 to 49 viewers. Really quick, Danny, do you want to explain your little TikTok theory here with the so, – uh, yeah. t- t- TikTok of motorsports. Very exciting, but it doesn't last long. Yeah, true. Yeah, true be, that. I mean, three second races. So. To be fair, and and I will get to this probably in the off season in the next year. But I talked about doing videos on NHRA, so uh, it, it's a, it's an entertaining racing series. Uh, but it, historically, they don't beat NASCAR, um, especially in the key demo. Might I add? <laughs> and well, and again, we did have a higher total viewer count, mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh, anyway, there's a couple other things that I'm, I'm going to put on here too. The playoffs this year are down 19. Actually, I, I, I rounded to 19. It's almost 20% in ratings viewership wise compared to last year. And I did, I did all of the counting on this and I have all the, the data here. It is, let's see. Yes. It is the largest year over year drop for the playoffs in the history of it. And that's not history of 2017 on that is the history of the chase the elimination chase and the current playoff format is the largest year over year drop of the first three races ever. I I think at this point And that includes a rain out at Chicagoland in twenty eleven to open that one. I think at this point, man, look, it's the whole purpose of these playoffs was to bring more entertainment, right? It's supposed to draw in a, a bigger audience. That was the you know, that was the whole goal when they first started in two thousand four and it kicked off perfectly. But how many how many increases have we had since then, Jared? Since the first one in two thousand four at the playoffs? Okay, so two thousand four it was an increase of eleven percent, and in two thousand five it was up five percent. So I will say, mm-hmm. like, it worked. It did work the first two years. Uh, yeah. Two thousand eleven it was also up five percent, and two thousand thirteen it jumped up nine percent. Since then, twenty fourteen it was down four percent. 2015 down 12 percent 2016 down 16 percent 2017 down five down 12 in 2018 down 10 percent in 2019 and down four percent in 2020 flat last year with 2020 and now we're down about 20 percent god like it's been a decade look the numbers don't lie man the playoffs have been a failure they were supposed to no. increase ratings. That was the reason for it, because like, oh, well, who's gonna have any interest in the in the um, in the final races if Chase Elliott's ahead well, by like 130 I, I, points? Well, I'll dude, say like, this: we've talked no about the retirements and the Dale Jr. effect from yeah. about 2015 to 2018. So I, I won't count those ones. 
Like I don't, because okay. I I don't think I don't think it's comparable to 2019, 20, and I, okay. I and it's hard to even say twenty because of of uh, the pandemic and everything. But it's just at this point, dude. Look, NASCAR, you tried your best, all right, and you know, add a boy to you because look, it's really it, it's hard to compete against the NFL, you know, college football, and then there was also UFC on that, you know, that Saturday night too. So it's hard to compete against a lot of these sports, but the playoffs it's just they're, it, they're not working it's just not working it's not doing what it was intended to do well did you see what chase elliott said because i found that i found that really uh interesting. did he say it over the weekend yes y'all um was it about the football stuff i believe yes correct okay yeah go ahead that. uh let me see if i have have all of it on me or not um i thought i, I thought i had it on me yes so chase elliott was talking about having a more compact schedule uh, and in his words, less is more in timing to the schedule. He says, you can have it be 36, 40, 56 races. He doesn't care. What he wants is the season to be done either before or very early on in the NFL season. Um, just be, for the TV rating side of things. Mm-hmm. And he also called for more night races, which I will say I'm going to, I will push back on that in a bit after, mm-hmm. after this, but yeah. he says he sees no reason uh, quotes, I see no reason to compete against the NFL uh, because basically the NFL owns this part of the year. I know that NASCAR fans are like diehards are going to get mad about this. And, and I know that they're going to be like, they're, they're going to, they're going to say, well, I'm, I don't care about the NFL. Well, yeah. And, and to be fair, like if I had to choose between a NASCAR race and, and even watching my Vikings win, like they did against green Bay, I went to the race instead, and I would have watched on TV instead, just because I am a bigger NASCAR fan. But I think getting to the point where you, when you're talking about the long-term health of the sport, and it, and I think with what Chase Elliott's saying, it might not even mean getting rid of playoffs as much. It's just compacting it together. My, what I was saying would be the bigger thing to keep those viewers who are going to fall away, because there are there is a fall off every year the NFL shows up. I'm not denying that. And there could still have been a fall off and we wouldn't have lost viewers even if it was flat with last year. But the 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 fall that we're seeing this year is amazing. And I put this in in the itinerary to talk about we would need to average 2.507 million viewers per race in the last 7 races to average the exact same as 2021's playoffs did in total. Only three of the last seven races in 2021 eclipsed that number. And I swear, I have so many papers, I lose them. <laughs> Where's it at? And I have it right here, and I can tell you which ones they were. I think off the top of my head, I can tell you it was the last. It was the finale, the Martinsville race, and the Roval. Yes. As, as soon as you get all that, I've got a stat I want to also share for that kind of concerns me too. Well, I, 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 I'll finish off here then because uh, I do want to hear that. What I what I would say is try the Monday night option as like a double header for some of these night races we, we you know we can get back but still have a good TV window. We've seen it before. You see it in general on TV. Monday nights actually do very well for viewers. And if you work it out, especially with NBC but probably more, and Fox, but probably more even with FS1, you can get races like doubleheaders, like a doubleheader at Richmond. Have a Sunday afternoon race like normal and then have your night race Monday night instead of having people scorch in the sun in July. You could have a Kansas one like that 
um, whether it be at the end of the year, you know, before the playoffs, because I don't think you can do this in the playoffs. I don't think you can draw out the storylines because I think NASCAR, as much as people have been going up against the playoffs being done, I don't think they're going to um, get rid of them. And I don't think they're going to experiment in the playoffs. I think that's for me when it looked when I look at the schedule, that's actually the biggest detriment that the playoffs have done to the schedule overall. Is that you only have twenty six p- points paying races to actually test stuff out with schedule wise, with the the season schedule in general, because you're not going to they're never going to start trying to do outside the box things with the schedule when there's a championship fight going on. I just I never see that happening. Uh, I. That I think that's where the bigger hindrance is, even compared to ratings. Because I think I think NASCAR could make the playoffs work if we didn't have to go against the NFL for the entirety ten weeks of them. Yeah, only like we went oh, up against them for the first few weeks, something ooh, like that. File, well, gum, file Gumbo brought up a good point. I don't know where they're gonna put it because they can't put it on USA because Monday Night Raw is on USA. NBC, oh, that's oh yeah, NBC. NBC too. Yeah, but it's kind of hard to get and you yeah. know NASCAR it's and NBC be, for Sunday. It's hard enough to get them on there in general. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, no, and we obviously this can't happen in 2023. If they're a lame duck in 24, who cares what channel they put them on in general because they're not gonna care. But even so, if like like is being theorized by a lot of people, ESPN ABC comes in for NBC put them on ABC. Like you could even do a Sunday night race on ABC. Yes. We'll go against Sunday night football, but they went against Sunday night football on NBC sports network mm-hmm. with Las Vegas. And the ratings went up a considerable amount when they did that. So there's options long-term. I don't think this is a, a quick fix, but it, it's, yeah. and I get, yeah, I get Cito. You're saying it's not the 2012 Daytona 500, but in general, Monday nights do better. Like, and well, Jake hobby says they, they likely have contract shows that already have those, those time slots on NBC. But will they that's, three that's years probably from true. Now. Yeah. So, I mean, this isn't something that, you know, they're going to do like very like but, soon, you know, they can definitely work this out for the new television deal. I just so. also, I just also know that like back in the pandemic, we saw weekly races not working. I'm kind of scared to try it. Even See, well, no, they, no, no, they, no. Mondays uh, is different than the midweek. Midweek is it like, Tuesday through Friday is a dead zone on TV. Those were those were bad. Yeah, I mean, like obviously we had to run you know those races on those days because of COVID and you know to get more races done for the season. But you know, full in, 36 schedule. But yeah, in general though, Monday night races yeah. or no Monday night you know TV or whatever. I mean that's a good time slot to show whatever program. It, it's a risk, but it's I think it's different than trying Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday because like Saturday night through Monday nights in general. Uh, obviously you can't do it during the day because of school and work and stuff, but those are generally when you have them in the right time slot, better viewership for NASCAR and sports <laughs> in general. Somebody said, but Jared, Jared, the bachelorette that's on Monday. We can't do that. Like nobody cares about no reality TV, bro. Man, again, and again, this is something that there's going to be dead times for all of these different mm-hmm. shows for different things like that. You got to experiment with it because obviously what's what what they're doing now isn't working. When you look year over year at constant yeah. shrinking audiences, uh, but really quick, Danny, what was that stat you wanted to bring up? That you well, I, I don't know if it's really a stat, but it's just like something to consider with, with the Bristol race this year. We're talking about you know ratings being down. I think next year we're also going to be having the same conversation. It might even be less depending on what the time is of the ball game so this year tennessee football played at the same time as the bristol night race and mm-hmm. you know ordinarily the bristol night race is going to get a 
get a more more likely audience from Tennessee want to tune in, but they did go up against the Vols. Now, granted, they were they they killed Akron, so it wasn't really a game that's worth watching next year. Even though it'll be in, even though Tennessee will be on the road, they'll be playing Florida, one of their biggest rivals. That's going to take away a lot of the Tennessee crowd who would ordinarily want to tune in casually to the Bristol race. And uh, so that one kind of worries me for next year. Granted, if they play them at 3.30 like they are this year, maybe you don't have that to worry about. But if it's a night game for any reason, there goes a lot of your Tennessee audience right there. Well, what concerns uh, me too is the college football slate this past week. Everyone keeps saying that's the reason why it's down, but it's like it it was weaker uh, than last year's. It it was such a midweek for college football. Mm -hmm. And I mean this of no disrespect to him. The game day was at Appalachian State. Yeah, they're not that's, gonna. That, that's not really who I think yeah. college game day going to usually. But but also mm-hmm. too like this whole the I, is anyone else kind of just sick of the excuses made by some NASCAR fans when it comes? It's like this isn't the first time we've gone up against you know college football or NFL or something like that, and it seems like every year it's like well yeah, but all this stuff was on. Like look, I get all that. But yeah, to y'all's earlier point, that was a very weak slate of games that was on. Like, yeah, you had some ranked games. Like, the best game that was on, like, later that night was, like, Miami versus Texas Tech. And I don't, I mean, like, yeah, they're ranked, but I don't see those guys competing for the national championship, certainly not this year. But just, like, when are we just going to admit, like, hey, look, like, Saturday nights are typically just not a good, they're not a good time slot for TV, unfortunately. And yeah, I mean, granted, you had some other stuff going up against it, but I don't know. It's just we got to look what, you know, within and, you know, what NASCAR oh, can improve see, and stuff and just stop making and, excuses. And Napa Racing Fan 927 says lack of promotion. And I'm sure that that, yeah, pl- that plays a part. Yeah, but yeah, I'm going to be honest here. NBC's had a lack of promotion for NASCAR since about the first four or five years of the deal. Like, And also, what was NHRA's promotion? Do you think it was any better than usual this week? I doubt it. I mean, like, if you're promoting on NFL Fox games compared to maybe, yeah, I mean, I watched Sunday Night Football and I don't remember seeing too many NASCAR ads. Like you saw one, yeah. one maybe a quarter. Like whereas anytime you go to commercial the, for a Fox game, you're going to see everything that Fox has. So surprisingly, who's been the best for each other is actually WWE and NASCAR. I see a lot of NASCAR ads while I'm watching WWE here. Like yeah, that. it shares an audience mainly because of the because of the U.S. Well, actually, beginning of the year, SmackDown's on Fox, so I see promotion for it there. And then when NBC has an IC promotion on USA, so that kind of does good for both of them. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's going to be interesting to see what this week at Texas does. Um, it, it's a different weekend. I'm Let me look at what last year did. So last year on the comparable slot was Las Vegas, and that got just over 2 million viewers. And Texas last year on big NBC got 2.4 million viewers. So... If, if it's down, you know, year over year, the same weekend, the way that this one, because Bristol last year, like I said, got 2.2 million and Las Vegas the next week on a mile and a half track on the same channel that Bristol was on, got a hundred thousand less. So, I mean, if the, if it, if it went with that trend, we'd have about 1.6 million watching this coming week, which is, we'll no, see, no, no bueno. Yeah, that's not but, good, but we'll see what happens with it. But really quick, uh, you know, I think kind of squeezed out everything we can out of that one. Let's cut to the two lower series real quick. Uh, you have the Xfinity series on Friday night, which I believe that one got like 600,000 viewers. Um, I don't know how it was. I think it was down compared to the year before where, where uh, Trucks was about 
even it, on a Thursday it, night. It was a pretty mid race too, wouldn't you agree? For Bristol, I mean, like it wasn't like to anything. Like... I mean, I th- I thought it, I honestly thought the racing was better than the Cup I, race. I think the Xfinity race is about average for that. Yeah, for Bristol. But yeah. The, tr- the truck race was. <laughs> truck race, truck race was very tame. I'll just say that. Uh, we'll get yeah. to, we'll get to the poll in a moment. I just wanted to yeah. get through these two really quick yeah, before we it's finish. Yeah, really quick, the guys. We, we yeah. don't need to say much about these, but uh, let's let's say this real quick because I want to talk about this. Uh, I applaud Noah Gregson for vomiting oh. in his car. What is getting this? out, not being ashamed to show that, and then also grabbing beers from people in the in the stands likely well, not, not likely he did shotgun some of those and then he went to waffle house that night and ate waffles like how much more did he <laughs> let go i'll say that really when, when is like look you know we i think Noah gregson's definitely a phenomenal talent can't wait to see him in the cup series next year but he's somebody's got to help him out with the stomach issue thing because these races he's going to be driving in next year are a lot longer than Xfinity. Well, I mean, he, from, what I, from what I understand, I mean, he's, he's not had this issue in the cup races he's been in so far this year. Yeah. That's what I'm like. But, but, but so also, this only happens when he part, wins. Part, part of it, part of it is the, the intensity of the competition. I think when he's up there, battling for these wins something's happening to his heart rate more that's that's doing this I thought. yeah well he said he, he said he holds his breath oh well that's yeah that's another but thing too i'll bring this up too about noah he did take out ty gibbs yeah yeah that <laughs> that's was gonna be interesting to watch yeah and then unfortunately it cost sheldon creed a shot to advance to the playoffs unfortunately and it was looking like he was going i to mean he he was kind of a long shot anyway well well but... i mean he had landon castle had issues though so then he it brought him closer in the point standings and i think he was at the time he wrecked he was like i think three or four points out so it's not like he was like 30 or 40 points out and he needed this miracle victory yeah uh, but i i think sheldon creed will definitely improve next year but uh i mean ty gibbs he didn't really say anything post-race but hey just be on the lookout for that maybe i'm i'm glad ryan sig made it in because he's still a driver who consistently does well for the equipment he's in so mm-hmm. i was happy to see him see him get in now I, i'll just i'll give the quick synopsis of the truck race <laughs> mid no tire tire follow time majeski won and because the truck schedule is so freaking drawn out he locked Jesus. himself into the final four <laughs> yeah and i had forgotten about that for a moment we we can say this uh time majeski did not deserve to be booed for winning yeah he no. didn't deserve that no they booed no. him because he wouldn't do a burnout and that's that's not something that guys of his background are known to do he he's yeah. racing light models he knows what goes into the cars he's not going to go tear Needs it to save plus, equipment here. plus because what jared said the the schedule that's likely his phoenix car yeah. i think they said on the, i think they said in the broadcast it is mm-hmm. yeah yeah so. that's, that's his phoenix truck he won in and another funny thing that happened after the race i remember tweeting about you know hey r.i.p to those who pitted because at one point in the race there and it was a pivotal moment a lot of the front runners decided to go down pit lane and one of those was chandler smith and Chandler Smith questioned his crew chief on the radio, and his crew chief basically said, shut the F up and drive. Well, he didn't exactly say that, but basically it was like, dude, shut up and drive. I'm the crew chief, you know? <laughs> so they basically don't even get a top 10 finish. And then afterwards, I tweet, RIP to those who pitted. There was little to no tire fall off. And he replied to my tweet saying, thanks. <laughs> and I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> That's somebody who was pissed off there. But, yeah, that's pretty uh, funny. 
but we'll see if it uh, affects their uh, playoffs things or whatever. I doubt it. They have so much off time anyway, so they'll probably just regroup and get to the next race. Yeah. But yeah, just uh, one of those mid-Bristol races, unfortunately, but yeah, it is what it is. Now, Darian, like, we, we did a little out of order, but what yeah, do we have? Look, we talked about ratings earlier, but these are some of the best ratings ever. The poll! The famous iceberg poll. So this week we had 15.3 thousand votes, uh, 47% great and 31% good, meaning we had a 78% net positive. We had a 12% uh, average vote and then 5% apiece for below average and bad. So 10% net negative. All right, guys, positive, negative, or meme, Denny delivers. Got the first oh, comment he, again. Meme, meme, again, like he just, this is his thing. This is what he does. Meme. Crashes are red. Good years are blue. All the tires are broke, or all the cars are broke with steering issues. Dang, you just come up with this stuff on the fly, man. You got to be talented I, and I feel quick like he has be. this in, I, in the. I, the, I, thought, yeah. he was, I thought he was going to say Truex told his car, F you. See, I think what he does is he puts his little whatever he's going to comment in the notes, and then he'll copy he'll copy it, and then <laughs> afterwards he'll refresh his timeline, see your poll, and then immediately post it. This, no, this, what I put on the screen. Out. What I put yeah. on the screen now is what he's actually doing to uh, the rest of the people trying to vote, <laughs> flipping them off as after he's, <laughs> he's already ahead of them. <laughs> All right. Well, with some of the other comments that we have in the chat here, uh, combat racer. Thank you for uh, being the top voted comment on my screen says never been a Brad fan until seeing the hardships he's faced this season. My heart sank when his tire went down. So happy. He still ended up winning at the end. I agree. And also, and also too, to add more context, remember he lost his, his father in last December too. So, oh, I mean, that's, that's right. also, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's more than just racing, but, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's good to see him finally, you know, get a win as a car owner. That's good. Uh, SMCS Racing Network said this was even more of an attrition race than most super speedway races. I don't go that far. Um, <laughs> it was honestly more of an attrition race than the Coke 600. I might say that. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Uh, most Potatoes says 19 winners. Heartbroken for Brad losing a tire, but he won as an owner. Uh, let's see. Scroll a little bit. Again, there's so many ones that look good, but then I like open it up and I see, oh, geez. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I want to say those on the. Let's see. see. Uh, this uh, Re Serum says, I love the race as a whole, anyhow, and it's made all the sweeter by Chris Busher finally getting it done. For real this time, Chris Busher <laughs> is a cup winner. 11 out of 10. Oh, Jesus. I didn't see the end of it. He goes and would watch Elliot lose again. <laughs> Oh, man. And they call us Elliot haters. It seems like mm -hmm. we catch more that, Elliot haters. That was the best-looking yeah. run Elliot had in the last... Yeah. far as I can remember for a while. Yeah. It's been a minute. Uh, Jason Jeffrey says, Number one, the absolute best short track race so far this season. Number two, it wasn't quite as good as last year's, but I was there last year, so I could have a bias. Number three, absolutely love to see Chris Buescher win. Fourth, Harvick may be out, and that sucks, but at least he made it to the checkered flag tonight. That's all I asked for. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the best was it? Was it the best short track race all season, Jerry? I mean, it's not much to, of a competition. I'll be real. Year, I like but... I liked the uh, I like the strategy at Richmond, especially yeah. the first one. Like I actually I actually really enjoyed that. I know I was in the minority on that, but I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read one last one before we go right down to the bottom and see 
if I can read those. Bruh, I'm a pigeon, says the Bristol Night Race is more of a crown jewel than Indianapolis ever has or could be. Uh, I mean, at, at, yeah. this, at this point, if we're not racing on the Indy yeah. record, I'd, I'd elevate it to a, to a to that status. Yeah, well, what would you I, guys say are the crown jewels, honestly? Because mine uh, have always been Daytona, Coke 600, Southern 500, Bristol Night Race. Those are my, my four. Mine are Daytona, Coke 600, Southern 500, and Bristol Night Race. Yeah, it, basically those four you just listed off. Those are the only ones I can really think of. Yeah. If 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 you put if you put the Brickyard 400 just because just because of winning on the oval version of Indy, I might would bump Bristol back out. But as it stands now, Bristol Night Race is a crown jewel race. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. Uh, I, I think the wouldn't say Bristol Spring, even whether it's concrete or dirt, I wouldn't put it there. But the Bristol Night Race, the Fall Race, that's a crown jewel. Yeah, it's it's definitely earned its place there. It yeah. it, it just. Somebody is just different. See, I also used to consider the Fourth of July Daytona race as, uh, as like the fifth crown jewel. But I then, thought it was, yeah, but moving yeah. it, moving it doesn't put it there anymore. Yeah, man. So only right. four. In my All opinion. right. Uh, so here, here are the bottom five. Again, these are not me saying this. This is other people saying it. I'm just <laughs> relaying the message and the comedy of it. KFB uh, sucks. Put English muffins are better than croissants. Uh, delete eh, that comment no i'm kidding you have every right to say it even <laughs> hey, if you're I, wrong i did have to stare at an english muffin on the side of ricky stenhouse's car for a while on saturday so oh yeah that, i like that except there's way too much like sour cream on the side or whatever like there's like too uh, much that was that was the bagel on the other side the, the, english, oh. muffin, the english muffin had butter on it okay uh, okay uh dj double fresh says haha screw kfb and harvick Next is the best track on the schedule, and it has been for ten years. Go Texas, change my mind. Yeah, well, you're just man, looking to rile people dude, up in the chat. Dude, Denny delivers covered both halves, man. Oh, he, we got a double. He oh, covered the spread damn. of the chat. Uh, yeah, he a said, double whammy. He said, "Imagine having your championship pick be eliminated in the first round." <laughs> 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 Sorry, Eric. Oh man, yeah. Uh, so it, it's like that one time when I was gone, y'all y'all talked about Bowman. Now we're talking about his championship pick when he's gone. We are, yeah. Oh, don't worry. We're going to talk to him about it next week when he's on. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm not letting that go. Uh, Andrew Mayer leaves uh, his 33 race list of his favorites of the year. He put this race eighth. It's above Watkins Glen for him and just below the first Talladega race. Oh, well, okay, top 10. Hey, hey, look, people love the chaos and stuff, you know? I thought, I mean, like, yeah, I like races that do have that whole, you know, attrition aspect where it's like, oh, you know, this car, hey, you got, your car can't, you know, break down and stuff. But it's it's a lot different when, like, you know, um, when the, uh, the parts are, you know, spec parts, you know? So, like, the teams can't really do anything to really fix them in that moment. So that I would put it a little lower in my opinion, but hey, no, I respect it. Top I, I'm looking at the chat and it's just a bunch of shots fired at Eric or De- and then there's <laughs> Denny delivers being like, oh shoot, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, I think I think he was referring to maybe just fans in general, but yeah, he didn't realize in that moment that Eric. No, no, he he, <laughs> oh, he meant Eric. I think he forgot <laughs> oh, he, he put two Eric. comments. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, uh, then, delivers just said, "Imagine a little channel roasting a multi 100 k YouTuber." <laughs> uh, Eric has a good sense of humor. And then the, the yeah. lowest voted comment was from Nick Last Name, who said that was the most boring Bristol race I've sat through in a while. 
I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, I personally thought 2011 was. There, I mean, there's there's been ones. worse. Like because yeah. of the, it was it was entertaining. Whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, it was still entertaining. Yeah. Hey, look, the racing wasn't good at times, and yeah, you could make the case that oh yeah, this race was definitely not a competent one with I all mean, the failures. But I mean, it wasn't boring. Though. I was seeing some passing, and I could see cars running in multiple grooves at different point in the race. But yeah. you know, it, it wasn't like. It wasn't an all-time classic, but it wasn't a snoozer at Bristol. Uh, I, back in the, was it like 2011, 2012, they could literally only run up on the top, and that was boring. Yeah. The 2012 one was awesome, so I'd say it's 2011. Oh, okay, okay. Was the okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry. sorry. 2011, both races, and in 2012 in the spring, they could only run like up on the up on the top. And so. literally, the only time in the spring 2012 race that anything happened was when Dale Jr. and Jeff Gordon get together, and just minimal contact cut Gordon's tire. Mm, like, yeah, yeah, that's right. I I will say to this day, even though I do like the way that Bristol is now, and I think the short track package is what kind of brought this race down a little bit more. Man, I wish they would have put more PJ1 on the bottom so that we could have had more lane variation through the race and had old Bristol the first two stages like we've had the last couple years because mm-hmm. I feel like that could have helped a bit. But, yeah, yeah that's the poll. Yeah. Uh, Thank put, you guys for uh, tuning in to the famous Iceberg Poll I'll, I'll, the NASCAR I'll, Weekly Podcast. I'll put next week's up after the Texas race and uh, <laughs> and – when i'm live after that and hopefully i'll be awake during that yeah. 500 miles of texas next week boys yay uh, oh oh wait it's five. Oh no i just remember oh, uh, oh yeah no. oh. Hope, hope you're sober oh God. i'll be i'll be sober i'll be sober this time wait insider joke it's i'll be i'll be sober this. No, i mean I, I put it on twitter man oh that's right yeah. <laughs> Guys, it, was like, it was like 140 oh. laps and i had i think like 16 beers i'm, I'm, just, I'm just glad oh. you i'm just glad like okay act in all actuality you were like me during darlington but you weren't tweeting like me during darlington that year <laughs> i had responsible friends who were in this call helping me yeah they instead put me on a racing sim that i couldn't drive <laughs> oh he tried hey, he tried the hey, srx that. game and oh goodness it was, that was kind of funny though. that was yeah. that was that wasn't kind of it was it was funny it was i remember funny. it all i remember <laughs> all right well, real quick, can somebody get a three-minute timer out so we can go to our first Super Chat stage break? We've had a couple so far. I'll, but... I'll, I'll do it. I got you. Okay, cool. All right. I'm going to start hey, reading. You go, go ahead and start. All yeah. right. First one's from Napa Racing Fan, 927 for five. North Wilkesboro got sweet revenge on Texas. Now it's Rockingham's turn. Hashtag replace Texas with Rockingham. That's catchy, all right. Uh, I would rather have Kentucky back than see Texas. It's the same thing. It's the same track in a different location. What's the same track? What's the same Kentucky track? and Texas are the same track. Mm, yeah. They are they are built a little different. They're both boring. Yeah, there you go. I don't I, like at least at least <laughs> I, Chicagoland I'm had good finishes. I'm curious what a next gen would do there, but at least Chicagoland had good finishes. Like Kentucky, you know, like not good finishes, good races. Kentucky had like one good finish. Anyway, uh Isaac, thank you for the four ninety nine. Best thing about last year's Texas race, Dale Jr.'s, oh, we got a spin on the back straight away. Oh, yeah, is my wake-up uh, alarm now. That's his wake-up was... alarm, uh, wake alarm clock sound now. Oh, that was Chris Buescher when he wrecked. Yeah, yeah that was that, the big one. Uh, mm-hmm. Antar Das, thank you for the four ninety nine. Crappy part, Harvick was correct. Some people are overreacting to the 1811 switch. That's right. They had to uh, 
like I think crew switch. Uh, the yeah. ratings prove the playoffs are useless. Another team will choke. Uh, movement, thank you for becoming a member on the channel. Uh, that awesome stuff there. And I also saw that It's Nothing is also a member on the channel. So cool to see. Welcome to the channel. Uh, of course, we have Bill Cipher, who I'm going to read this again. Just for anyone who didn't see it, a $300 super chat. That is badass. I saw y'all conspiring in the chat. Uh, well, it's well, Jarrett, a deal's a deal. One of us donates 300 and you read the NASCAR romance novels. I said I'd read one, and you did give me your pick. Uh, get reading and remember, everyone, reality is an illusion. The universe is a hologram. Buy gold, buy. And then uh, he said to read the one by Liz Allison. So that'll be interesting. Uh, that was the highest rated one. Uh, Antar Das, thank you for the 199. Yes, Bill, finally someone gets it. <laughs> uh, Chris, thank you for the $20 and 69. Nice. Uh, don't let anyone tell you the regular season doesn't matter. Chase Elliott was really bad the first round and is back in first for the next round. Bell had the best first round and is back in seventh in the second round. Uh, yeah, good, yeah, good point. Good point. Uh, Danny, you met this guy. Where, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Oh man, it, it reset on me. Hold on. Oh mm. no. Hold on. I got it. I got it. Uh, you met this guy hot piss for the five. Uh, just want to give a big thanks to Danny for taking time to chat with me during the track walk. Don't forget. Absolutely. Don't, for, don't forget to give up my identity to the other guys. <laughs> uh move I, I, I already got you i sent him a picture uh yeah he's like this is what he looks like i'm like yes finally there you go uh chris thank you for the 10 ross suarez Cindric, briscoe reddick all got their first wins this year bubba and busher both got their first full race distance wins who gets the next first career win i'm guessing I'm... gibbs well, that's perfect yeah. place to end off on a question there gibbs yeah definitely gibbs first career uh, win eh yeah, I'd go up Gibbs. If Harrison Burton doesn't win at Talladega, I'll go Gibbs. Yeah, or a, or Corey LaJoy, or or a or a, uh, a a famous Cody Ware victory. Ah, there you go. I'm, Make sure to put some <laughs> put some money on him again. <laughs> shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Just shut, just shut up! I, I, I might have to try that uh, that crazy. Uh, four car top 10 parlay just for yeah i got it i better try that too for the next day race definitely <laughs> well before we can try that we should also thank our sponsor for tonight one of our sponsors i should say lionel the lionel diecast segment is brought to you of course by lionel as well as the super chat stage break uh it is the official diecast of nascar you can order your 2022 nascar diecasts now at lionelracing.com or any Authorize Lionel retailer and don't miss the Lionel Racing NASCAR Authentics diecast at Walmart near you guys. What do we have tonight, Jared? I'm gonna go ahead and take a guess. You've got Bill Elliott 2002 Muppets. Only reason I know is because I was just playing NASCAR mm -hmm. Thunder 2003 last night. It's the Swedish <laughs> chef. <laughs> I mean, I, I am Swedish, so I think I can make that joke. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got this one. I was looking at my closet today. I'm like, which one haven't I shown? And I have, it's like, it's like, I, I just look, you know, and people like me as well have like a hundred different movies on like DVD or Blu-ray and they're like, there's nothing to watch. I have that with diecasts. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I don't think I've shown this one on stream before. So here we go. It is, of course, like you said, a Dodge right up there. And uh, I, I really like this one. Even if it wasn't a Muppet scheme, it looks really, really good. So yeah. 
Yeah, that's nice. Yes, and I just got this the other day, or my mom had sent me a pack of these because she was like, Darren, you never have your sponsors, or, or, or uh, you never have your sponsors diecast ever, it seems like. And I'm like, I wanted to send you some. So I was like, all right, thanks, mom. So she gave me the test car of Kyle Larson. This is actually one of my favorite test cars, too. And, um, you know, I'm from the era where, like, they just had, you know, the gray ones or whatever. I mean, like, they had, they almost had every single driver's test car, you know, back in the early 2000s. They were easy so, like. Yeah, so uh, it's it's crazy to see them come back. But, uh, yeah, I like Larson's for sure. And then I've got also a test car from the same wave. We just found this one at our local Target, actually. Uh, but it's the Brad Keselowski RFK. I figured, hey, in honor of RFK's first win, well, technically it's not their first one, but their first win under a new name. So in honor of that, we went with the RFK Brad Keselowski car. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, I also saw this in the chat. People are like, whoa, you're Swedish? And and I was like, yeah, I'm actually Swedish and German. So I was like, I'm a, I could ah. actually be a real, I'm, I'm a real hey, Viking. <laughs> re- re- real quick, since we don't have Eric, I've got a bonus one to show. Okay. And, the re- it. and it's just sitting here. So I figure, hey, let's, let's do a bonus one. This is a, it looks like an Alex Bowman uh, patriotic elite from 2019. That's because it is. But this is actually the final car, the final diecast that was ever purchased at JP's NASCAR outlet in Crossville, Tennessee. I was the final transaction on Sunday when JP closed down the store for the final time. And, uh, and, you know, unless anyone else happened to get anything after the fact that I don't know about, this was actually the last transaction on the last official day of business. Oh, that hit, that hit so hard. JP, so hard, man. So, so this might just look like an Alex Bowman diecast to you guys, but this is history right it's here. Special, yeah. twenty yeah. plus years of being one of the most famous independent NASCAR stores in the nation, and this is the last thing I was purchased there. Yeah, hey, you've lasted a good twenty years, man. Twenty plus years, man. I mean, there's not too many businesses that could say that. So hopefully, he enjoys his retirement and wish him the best from the yeah. NASCAR Weekly podcast. Yeah. Well, guys. A storms are brewing. Yes, a storms are brewing. It's about that time. It's the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Jarrett, what do we have on tap for this week? Uh, we actually have a good amount in the lightning round this week. Uh, Kyle Larson will stay at Hendrick Motorsports through 2026. And SponsorHendrickCars.com will be signed on his car through this time as well. Contrary to what people think, that is a real sponsor. It's yeah. not. It's not the same as Rick Hendrick funding mm-hmm. himself. He has businesses. They make. They make a ton of money, man. They're able to spend it on themselves. Yeah. This one's funny, and I get they're 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 passionate. <laughs> this one can't be real. <laughs> it's it's real. It's real. And even someone like me who's against having the Chicago street course instead of uh, and, you know I would rather go to Jared, Chicagoland. Even I think you- this is dumb. Are you really surprised though, Jared? No, no, you, not at all. Yeah, I knew, no. I knew, I, I told you all this would happen. <laughs> I told everyone that we, stupid we stuff would it. happen. We told y'all this like eight months ago, bro. It's crazy. Members oh. of the Chicago art community are pushing back against the Chicago street race as they say the race will shake and or damage the nearby art. This was reported by Adam Stern. I am not making this up. I am not just pulling something out of my butt and telling you, no, this, this was an actual report. Uh, this is actual concerns against this race. And he, this is from someone like me who, like I said, I would much rather go to Chicagoland. It's right yeah, there. Dude, hey, track. Chicagoland's there. If it don't work out, man, Chicagoland's but, right there. We're waiting. But 
as Spencer says, but my art, yeah, my, art. my art, even though it's like, I feel like if you're a normally insulated building further away, you're going to be fine. Now, if your art was like outside and like near, you know, one of the turns or whatever, then yeah, you'd have a shot of it getting damaged, but you know, Listen, you're, you have those buildings for a reason. There are so many reasons you can argue against the Chicago street race or at yeah. least it being in Chicago that I don't think that's one of them. Is that, is that worse than the five F1 tracks in that? No, 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 okay, no, no, okay. no, no. Okay. I just want to be sure. At least the art is actually there. <laughs> uh, Goodyear's contract is up next year, but as Bob uh, has reported, they are expected to return. So just let everyone know that's there. Okay. Oh, uh, good year. Yeah. Uh, Brad Kozlowski has said that he has the goal of returning RFK to a four-car team. Ooh, I love that ambition. I love that. I love to hear stuff like that. I, I hope it works out. I hope it, uh, yeah. four competitive teams. Yeah, yeah. They they once had four teams, and they weren't always the most competitive. All. <laughs> uh kyle bush and denny hamlin are going to be swapping pit crews this weekend starting at texas and for the rest of the season yeah, uh, understandable resin will be put yeah. down and the tire dragon will be used at the beginning of the weekend for texas this was reported by kelly crandall mm-hmm. also reported by kelly crandall travis pastrana is testing an hra uh uh Ooh. is testing an hra top fuel dragster on monday at the Z-Max Dragway with Alex, was it Laughlin or Laughlin? I think it's Laughlin, yeah. Hey, you talk about the ratings increases for NHRA. He does one of these races? Oh, boy. Be sure to get another one. Uh, Good news on the uh, Out of the Groove uh, and Alka-Seltzer part. Uh, Bailey Curry is going to be returning to the four for JD Motorsports in 2023, Mm -hmm. and they say they will have three cars next year. Nice. Moving on up. Uh, I think Darian should just say this one. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh boy, did it make the rounds yesterday when I announced it? So IDK and I have landed a gig to do some commentating and PA announcing at the fairgrounds. Y'all know IDK player from NR Night in America. He's been a guest on the channel, and he's a neighbor of ours. Hello, IDK, if you're out there watching. Um, but yeah, so he landed a gig. Uh, he did it. Um, he helped me out with uh, post race interviews last weekend at the fairgrounds. And uh, after jocking up a few conversa- uh, conversations with some people, boom, we are now doing it for Salem now. So um, he'll be doing the uh, the commentating on the PA system, and I'll be doing some of the pre- and post-race interviews. So it should be fun. should be a lot of fun, too. But, uh, you know, based on some of my content, too, I can see why some people were confused. But uh, all I have to say is uh, just look out for tomorrow. Just saying. <laughs> um. More news, Bowman Gray Stadium will be repaved soon. Uh, of course, we talked about earlier, Ryan Blaney's crew chief, Jonathan Hassler, and his jackman and rear tire changer have been suspended for the next four races. And then finishing this one off, this came out a little earlier this afternoon, NASCAR Ignition's 2022 season expansion will release on October 6th for free, and the game, I think, has been marked down now to $19. Uh, but the, the real price. question is will will players be able to play it though that's the real question <laughs> we'll god see. we can only hope yeah. yeah we'll see but yes and that'll do it for this edition of the lightning round on the nascar weekly podcast and now back to the show do you um i i got this i'll do the next one for you okay. yep and uh just also before we move on um on uh, tonight's edition of the nascar weekly podcast 
Um, it, we are brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more for do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers. Forney has everything you need for your next project. Uh, shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at Forney.com or any authorized Forney dealer near you. How was that? Uh, that hey, I did a good job for Eric. Good there man. you go. Hey, there you good go. Job. Good job. There you go. All right, let's move on. All right, so we can get through this pretty quick because it's really just one driver updated about this list. Uh, but there's been a little bit of talks about who the candidates for the 45 would be if Kurt Busch retires. Um, mm -hmm. I'll be real. I think we all talked about this. I don't see Kurt Busch coming back this year. It's just there's no point. See, no, there's no point to come back this year. Now, I, you know, again, Hamlin has been public, though. He has said right now it is Kurt Busch's ride. He has not said he's going to retire. And I, you know what? Knowing how passionate Kurt is about the sport and stuff, I mean, he's been racing for years. He's not ready to let it go quite yet. Okay, he's just not. So I think Kurt Busch returns next season. And then if he returns, then Tyler Reddick obviously will wait until uh, 2024 to get that ride. But there's another scenario where maybe somehow, you know, some way he gets bought out, his contract gets bought out, and he's able to come, you know, in 2023 to 2311 if uh, Kurt Busch doesn't return. Well, 2311 actually says they see it as an unlikely scenario because, oh, they, would well. because they would have to buy out children. Oh, well. Never mind then. Yeah, never mind then. Yeah, so it's an it, unlikely it, scenario. It's yeah. just starting to seem. I know we had this conversation before, but it seems more likely that Childress does actually want to become a three car team, and mm -hmm. they probably are focused on, you know, whether it's Sheldon Creed or Austin Hill, whoever takes over that third car after Reddick. It's it's going to be one of them. So yeah. Yeah. unless they get a another you know, free agent we're not thinking of right now. You know, well, maybe they get an Alex Bowman or someone like that. Well, so the name that came up for the 45, though, for next year, it was John Hunter Nemechek. Yes, 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 yes. I love that, dude. He already has a season's worth of Cup Series experience. Uh, that'd be in 2020, so it wasn't really a regular season. So he still has yet to, work, um, um, to run a full regular Cup Series season, you know, without the weekday races and all that stuff. And, look, he's proven himself in trucks. You know, I, he was extremely consistent last season. He's going to be a championship contender this season, in my opinion. Uh, I think he'll be in that championship four. Uh, his talent warrants a Cup Series ride. You know, now, of course, you know, you always hear, you know, oh, this guy has talent, but he doesn't bring money. In this case, he doesn't have to worry about it. It's all lined up there, you know, because of Bubba Wallace and other partners, Denny Hamlin, Michael Jordan. So I would love to see him in that 45 car, even if it's just for a year. Yeah, I think, I think like, he deserves the chance because he's looked incredibly good the last two years in trucks. He's looked extremely competent and good in Xfinity. So he, I think he deserves that second chance. I know that he, he wrecked a lot or spun a lot in 38, but that was a different car back then than even it is now, and it would be a much different car than the 45 would be. I wouldn't go in expecting him to be a playoff contender, but I think that, you know, He's he's stuck in with Toyota for so long. I think that he deserves to have this chance. He mm -hmm. he deserves to to be given the shot to do this. And who knows? Maybe you know at that point, um, when Reddick comes in in twenty four, we're gonna know what the new TV deal is. Maybe they keep him if he runs well, and they they run a three car team as well, like Childress is talking about doing. So yeah, it, it's gonna be really interesting to see how this plays out as we see how 
the negotiations for the new TV deal play out. Because if the teams start getting more money and they're able to, you know, I don't know how much getting money would, would really change the value of the charters. Uh, but if they're able to have a sustainable model and be able to expand, I see no reason why 2311 couldn't keep him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, they they're definitely a team, in my opinion, that have you know um, that have aspirations to be one of these you know mega teams, you know, in the future. You know, they're obviously still you know getting some stuff situated, but yeah, I mean, if they can have a decent enough TV contract, I mean, because what do the uh, uh, the teams get? How much currently with the current deal? Like, I think it's like twenty five percent. Twenty five percent. Yeah, it's 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 a lower number. It's yeah. it's higher than the sanctioning body, but way lower than the tracks yeah and yeah the way lower like not even in the same area code so like if they can just get that a little bit closer to yeah to the uh to what the tracks are getting because obviously i don't think the tracks are going to take a huge chunk off because dude, they've been making that money for so so long they're not just about to stop now so but there has you to also be gotta maybe re- some sort you some gotta remember that you remember that nascar owns a good amount of these tracks yeah, yeah. isc now of course yeah of course so yeah they don't want to lose any any more money than they have to but there has to be some sort of compromise for the stability of these teams long term and if that means getting more talent as well as more entries then i'm all for it so i'm 2311 is very intriguing at the moment really all the next gen teams are really uh intriguing you know got colleague and track house but yeah their situation is uh i mean i don't think they can really go wrong because if you don't have kurt bush then then you can put in a John Hunter Nemechek who's extremely talented um, to run for a year and then move on to Tyler Reddick. Like, yeah, it's a good deal. Danny, you got anything else or think we're good to go? I think we're good to go. Uh, hope, Hope it all works out in the end. Yeah. Well, it's that time of year. Yes. Luckily next year it would only be one time, not picks yet. Oh, oh no, no, my, oh, my Texas. Yeah, Texas. Excuse me. The race review and then picks. Yeah, right. Or preview. Excuse me. Eric didn't want to be on here because we just keep bad mouthing Texas. He didn't want to go. <laughs> he he didn't want to be like Sandy Cheeks hey. was and absolutely destroy us. Hey, look. Despite Texas being or Texas being horrible, usually, um, how many people out there actually don't watch it? Because I'm still gonna watch it. I mean, we're just, I mean, we're going to, we got to cover it each week. We're going to watch it. We got to cover. Yeah. We're going to watch it, you know, and apparently on Twitter, when I asked the question, apparently a lot of other people watch it. So yeah, well, it's still, well, it's typically a, um, a boring, terrible race. Nobody's not going to watch it. I'll have it on. I might be writing a video. Yeah. I'm I'm going to have something else. I'm going to have some football games on, on the side too. Yeah. So I'll try my best. to keep track of football. I mean, I've been watching every race, literally every single race since 2005. So, you know, I'll watch it. He's not about to miss one. Yeah. But uh, looking at this weekend, we have two races. We have an Xfinity and a Cup race. The Xfinity race is the Andes Frozen Custard 300. It is 200 laps. It is at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time on USA and PRN. The weather, it's hot. It looks exceptionally hot. Really, really hot like NASCAR even put here. Um, That's that's that's, how hot it was today here in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. as hot as as hot as uh what it says on screen right now um mm-hmm. so <laughs> saturday is 97 it is sunny oh. with record heat two percent chance of rain last year's winner was john hunter Nemechek, and Dang. then the cup races the auto trader echo park automotive 500 such an easy one to say 334 yeah. laps 330 as well mm-hmm. usa and prn as well sunny partly sunny at least on sunday 
96 degrees, 5% chance of rain. And the defending <laughs> winner was Kyle Larson. I just knew everyone would like I just, that. Hey. I just saw the image. <laughs> hey, no one, no one get on me about that. That was NASCAR that did that. Yeah, NASCAR did that, y'all. Side, side note, I got to say, Andy's frozen custard is very proud of their race at Texas Motor Speedway. Mm-hmm. But every time I went to the local one in Gallatin, Tennessee, I've seen the advertising of watched it. Andy's frozen custard 300 at Texas Motor Speedway and root on AJ Allmendinger in the Andy's frozen mm-hmm. custard Chevrolet. Yeah, and I didn't you bring us Andy's frozen custard a while so back? Good. It was I so did. good. I'd never and, had it and, before. Andy's it Andy's is good. Yeah, it was great. I love how people are saying that. It, oh, I'm I'm so sus for that, and it's like NASCAR put that. NASCAR put that on. Go their on Twitter, NASCAR's bro. Twitter. It is there. <laughs> Sorry for those of you who didn't see it in the chat. It's an edited version of uh of uh the Maroon Five singers' yeah. disgusting oh. ways. Mm. Really, everyone's been doing some of that. Even the Buffalo Bills had something about that. Yeah, everybody's on. They it, better man. clown his ass. I just I feel I just, you know <laughs> screw that guy. Yeah, their music sucks anyway. Anyway, Darian, uh, what do what do you think about the betting odds? Well, what doesn't suck is the betting odds on the NASCAR <laughs> Weekly Podcast. Kyle Larson enters this weekend as the favorite. Oh, well, actually, we have two favorites um, tied at plus six hundred. Both Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin. Uh, Chase Elliott plus seven hundred. Uh, Kyle Busch plus eight fifty, and Ryan Blaney plus a thousand. Remember, he did win the All Star race in the summer. Best of the rest include Christopher Be- uh, Christopher Bell at plus a thousand. William Byron. And or excuse me, William Byron, Ross Chastain, and Martin Truex Jr. all tied uh, at plus twelve hundred, and finally Joe Logano at plus fifteen hundred. As for the underdogs, Bubba Wallace plus two thousand, Alex Bowman plus three thousand, Daniel Suarez plus four thousand, Chris Busher plus five thousand, and Ty Gibbs at plus ten thousand. Now for the fantasy picks, um, well. For the first time all season, we are below 100 players. I guess one of the guys was just fed up with the league and just left. So now we're at 99. So we technically have one more spot. So if you wanted to get in, you can get in literally right now. It's NWP Fantasy on the NASCAR Fantasy Live app. Look that up. Um, so currently, Trevor Sports 98, who's in the chat, a pretty sizable lead um, in the overall standings. Um, and in second place is 48 nation third is toyota tough fourth is prime speed and fifth is rpg racing two now for the playoff standings uh larson fan five is currently 10 points ahead of prime speed followed by adam uh cub racing trevor sports 98 he's just he's in he's up he's in contention for every single championship hell he might sweep it and finally danny b wife aka claudia is in fifth, but Blue Jimmy 48 fans only two points behind. So the top five is still wide open, y'all. So, and I am 59th because I'm terrible. But uh, yeah, so that'll conclude the fantasy. And then one more spot. So you want to get the final slot and, and 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 be guaranteed a last place finish, go uh, join right now. Uh, well, with the pick points, nothing's guaranteed. Right now, Eric is the leader at 500. Chat, you're minus 12. Danny, minus 68 and third. I am fourth now. Minus 72, and Darian is fifth, minus 85. How'd so you get in the basement? So, 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 let me, I, I, I'm i prepared. I was going to explain this. So, truck race, John Hunter Nemechek, you know, he messes up. 
or his crew messed up. I can't remember, man. He basically struggled. No, um, no, no, I'm not saying this way. How does, how does season did you get in the base? You were like right on their tail. How did you I, get there? I don't. Hey, they just hey, just he did the same thing right last year. He was right on me yeah. and Eric's tail, and then all and of a sudden he fell back. Yeah, just tell off. Yeah, tell off. But then I picked Ty Gibbs, and then DNF, and then Ryan Blaney was my cup pick. And then he has tired problems immediately. Hey, it is what it is. But I still have time to get out of it, hopefully, or I could just dig myself even further. But hey, at least it's been extremely competitive all season. At least it's not like minus a hundred something yet, right? So that's good. Yeah. Uh well, let's get into it. I'll read off Eric's picks. Who's gonna win the Xfinity race? Eric says Ty Gibbs. All right, chat. Any chat, it's you and Eric right now. So Ty Gibbs is his pick. So if y'all want to pick the same, go for it. Uh, I'm picking the same. I'm going to Ty Gibbs for this one. Well, it feels good not to pick last. Oh, it does. I know I'm probably going to now that I've said it, but I'm going to go with somebody <laughs> different. This guy is in the race. He's the defending winner of this race. I'm going to go John Hunter Nemechek. He needs to prove uh, himself. Um, MV Rounder, Carson Hoser. It's it's Xfinity, not trucks, y'all. <laughs> not truck series. But, um, yeah, so um, my pick, oh, this, this sucks picking last. This sucks so bad. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Noah Gregson. He's on a hot streak, and I think he uh, continues. And looking at the chat right now, they're going Gregson. Yeah, they're going to go. That's Gregson. heavy, yeah. heavy Gregson. They're doing. They're doing the exact opposite of Eric. Yeah, Actually, John Hunter Nemechek is in this race. He is. Oh, is he? Yeah, he is. Oh, so, yeah. Someone, well, someone, someone picked Carson Hosovar. No, I picked John Hunter Nemechek. And oh, okay, no, I'm saying the chat. Someone in the chat picked Carson Hosovar for some. I'm like, no, it's not Truck Series. <laughs> That's what I said earlier. But yeah. By the way, thank you, Mads, for all the work you do in the chat. Let's look yeah, at, at uh, who's going to suck this weekend. And Eric isn't going to have the sucker dark horse pick since he ain't here. So, Danny, yeah. lead us off. Who's going to suck? Suarez. Uh, I know we gave good vibes about this one, but it doesn't mean his season is turned around by any means. I'm going Brad Kozlowski. Uh, I, again, look, you know, did good here in the summer in the all-star race, but it's just something about this team, man, and their bad mojo. I'm not saying he's totally out of it yet, but I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney to somehow suck this weekend. Um, we Man, we went quick through. Uh, <laughs> the chat's going now, Marola. He <laughs> got the poll last week. I'm just saying. Hey, I got the poll last week. Watch yeah, Almarola wins. Oh, yeah, they're going Almarola. All right, let's yeah. go to Dark Horses for this week. We're underdogs. Danny, who do you got? I'm going to go with Austin Sendrick as my underdog. He actually got third place back at the All-Star race earlier this year. So I'm going to go with Austin Sendrick for this one. I didn't know who to pick for this one, so when in doubt, I go Eric Jones. Damn, you read my mind. I was going to pick Eric Jones as well. I think he'll get at least a top 10 finish. I think we're actually beating the chat to the punch because of the like the eight-second oh, delay. we are. Holy crap. And, yeah, there's only three of us now. Yeah, for, for now. Yeah, there's Damn. three of us, so it's harder, but... Okay, here here they're rolling in. I see yeah. I see a lot of twos and forty fives. I've seen a lot of Bubba. That's what I'm. That's what I've been seeing. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen some Bubba. We'll give you and, Bubba and Wallace. And also one that says Tom Brady will suck. I I doubt it, man. <laughs> I, I hope not this week. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't play, know that. Playing Green Bay. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, I don't. Now there's a lot of Cindric coming in. Yeah. Now we'll give him Cindric. I, I don't care. Yeah. It ain't for points. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll give yeah. y'all Cindric. What the Think of me and Cindric. There you go. All right. All right. And now for the main event, who's going to win? 
Yeah. Who's going to win at Texas? Real quick before uh, Jarrett says this one, I'm kind of shocked Eric picked this one. Uh, he's hey, the points hey. leader. He, I, I trust him. He does whatever uh, to he wants. To at least wants. get a good pick. Because I swear, this dude gets a good pick no matter who he picks. Mm. Like This dude could pick Cody Ware, and Cody Ware would get a top five. But he didn't pick Cody Ware. He picked Kyle Busch. Yeah, so we'll let that simmer in the chat a little bit, guys. He picked Kyle Busch here, and we've known his track record lately. So this might be the chance. But, hey, you know, it's Eric picking, though. So, hey, you never know. Uh, I'm going I'm going a uh, guy who's been on a little hot streak, especially in these mile and a half tracks, and this place is already guaranteed to lose a date, Alex Bowman. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with the guy who at the moment is – the hottest guy going into it. He's done pretty well at the mile and a half. He's finished 11th or better in the last four Texas starts. And I think he's faster this year than he has ever been. Christopher Bell. You know, I'm, so far in the chat, I'm seeing a lot of 48. And actually, he was the best Hendrick car in the all-star race earlier this That's season. right. That's right. Um, you know, yes, you know, the all-star race was good and all. But, you know, it certainly wasn't 500 freaking miles. It you know, and we're racing in extremely hot temperatures over the weekend. Ooh, it it might be a tough race on equipment and especially the drivers. It might be a race of attrition or it might just be another drawn out, long, boring 500 mile Texas race or Texas race. Who knows? But the one thing I do know is that this guy was extremely consistent last year on this track. And hey, barring the unforeseen, I could see him repeat as the winner. Howlers. Well, I'm looking at the chat, and there's a lot of fives and 48s. 48. Five, 48, and 12 is what I've seen. Oh, most. yeah. I'm seeing mostly fives and 12s. Well, now it's starting to see more five. I think it's now, five. I, I ain't seen a 48 in a minute, so I think they got off that one. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to put now, it in the poll anyway? Uh, sure, yeah. sure, just because there was a lot at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, and there was a bit of a delay anyways, too. This will be interesting to see these three go head-to-head and see who mm-hmm. they want to go with. Yeah. All right. Let me just we'll put see. it all in. And then while they're voting, we'll do super chats. And if it's too close with any of the two, we can put someone in there. Uh, if it's too close with any of the three, I'll just make a, a, another one and just put other and whoever wins from there. All right. Sounds good. All right. And three and two and one, two, three, four. It's up, 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 up. All righty. Pull us up, and while we're doing that, let's go to the final Super Chats of the night. Um, starting with Napa Racing Fan 927 for two. Brad mentioned expanding to four cars. Future of RFK? Mm-hmm. Possibly. Yeah. Be on the lookout for them. Go for it, Bradley. Mm-hmm. Uh, new. Uh, new. I'm going to call you that for two. New for two. Uh, if Bristol is bad, why don't they do two dirt races? Oh, <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Oh man, um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Melon Smasher one, thank you for the five. Hey boys, another, another week, another Gregson puke session, and another win. Uh, winner not named Truex or Blaney. Uh, Luke Ayo, thank you for the two Canadian. Two race scheduled, fifteen seasons in a year. What? Two races, two races. I think he says. I think he. I, I saw that earlier. I think what he meant to say was, let's only have two races uh, a year for fifteen seasons. Maybe, maybe that's what Jeez. he meant to say. I don't know. He's uh, just trolling. Hot piss. Thank you for the five. How about a one v one style playoff? One seed has, 
one seed has to have a better average finish through the round than 16 and so on. Maybe a bad idea, but just a thought. Uh, no, I just good. I just want to do away with it. Let's go back to the consistent point standings. There you go. That is that. That's my cup of tea. Jupiter Rain, thank you for the two. Uh, I love the Na- I love NASCAR, but I watch the NFL first. A lot of people do. Yeah, nothing wrong. I'm gonna assume this is Mark Martin fan for life for five. Uh wouldn't noon starts get people before football kicks off in the afternoon and hopefully hook them. I mean if it's noon Eastern, then yes. Mm-hmm. Um so maybe. Uh oh baby, thank you for the ten. Uh, just watch your video about Monday races. And I was wondering how much Brad Keselowski helped the rating by using Twitter during the red of the 2011 Daytona five or 2012 Daytona 500 it says 2011, uh, had on the number you said it had, uh, actually, even if Twitter played any kind of role, uh, the, the, the giant long red flag actually hurt the race more than helped it. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Meyer, thank you for the five. Ryan Blaney is straight up cursed at Bristol. He always runs mm. well there, but every time he leads, he crashes. I've never seen anything like it before. Yeah, yeah. it's nuts. Yeah, the 2018 one was way worse, in my opinion. That was, oh, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, Ross Crash Stain, thanks for the two. Can we get Denny Delivers on the show? Maybe one day. Maybe one yeah, day. Maybe someday. Uh, oh, baby has two more. How much did Brad Kozlowski and. Twitter, uh, he put the same one again. <laughs> and then he put the 2011 Daytona 500. But it was hey, he wanted it answered. He wanted it answered, man. Hey, that's, that's <laughs> Eric's in the chat asking, did the check pick Almarola again? No, they picked him. Well, <laughs> yes, they picked him to suck. They picked him they to suck, him. yeah. yeah. My fire 924, thank you for the two. Will Bristol ever run uh, just the bottom li- as just a bottom line track again? Uh, maybe one day. Mm-hmm. Arcane Draconis, thank you for the 10. Uh, do you all think they ever would decrease the amount of super speedways or make them purely uh or make them purely preseason testing uh no no they won't do that. no no way they Dude, add they nothing just to added the, atlanta hold on, hold on. they add <laughs> oh, nothing oh. to the season other than mickey wins or axe the second date at tracks in general i mean i'm fine with a lot of tracks losing their second date yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. I would like to see less second dates, even for my home track too. If that means more uh, races on the schedule or more different tracks. Bill Cipher, thanks for the five. He puts, "You better be careful making fun of Texas Motor Speedway. Don't want the Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Sandy Cheeks kicking your butts." Dude, they probably think it's terrible too. <laughs> I'm sorry. They probably ne- think the need, same thing. Need for Speed. Uh, fifty three, fifty three. Thanks for the two. Praise Ty Dillon. Join the Ty Dillon cult. No, thank you. I again, this Ty Dillon uh, thing. At Rowdy Every Lap. Thanks for the five. In twenty twenty three, there will be six full time Cup drivers who are former full time KBM drivers: Jones, Wallace, Bell, Burton, Byron, and Gregson. Uh, huge coup for Chevrolet. Uh, <laughs> Chips never nine five seven. Thank you for the five. I'm late, but let's effing go, Busher. Two of my favorite drivers getting wins in a row. Now Brad needs a W, and this will be the best season ever. <laughs> uh, Ralph J. Limbrick Jr., I think you were the last Super Chat on the board at the moment, unless uh, I might have to update it again, uh, said, I had a good time tweeting with y'all on Saturday night. NASCAR should go back to the Winston Cup-style system with current scoring formats. I, I imagine you mean with like stages and stuff i mean yeah 
I'd be cool with that. Is if that was like the nice middle ground meeting, I'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at the chat right now, it's pretty clear their pick is Larson. Yeah. So you and me, chat, we're in the same boat. Let's see if it pays. Y'all off. Y'all are in the same boat the whole weekend with Larson and Gregson. Oh, hey, wait, there we go. So, hey, let's see if we move up or chat. We just got over telling yeah. you how much he's been collapsing this year, and you choose the same as him. I just, you were warned. <laughs> Uh, Isaac, thank you for the five. Now that the Fastenal curse is over, will Fastenal lift their curse over Darian's Twitter account? Find out this weekend at Texas Motor Speedway. <laughs> that I, don't think is... they, I don't think they have a uh, curse over my Twitter. I think I have a curse over my Twitter on race days sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that one ain't going away anytime soon. <laughs> no. But yeah, that about covers it. Um, yeah, that's it. Eric will be on next week. And you can join us next week on Wednesday night, September 28th, 8 p.m. Eastern time on Darian's channel, Black Flags Matter. We'll go over everything from Texas, preview Talladega, and we, uh, we're we not going to say yet, but we do have a special okay. guest, possibly in person, that's going to yeah. be joining us next yeah, week. Yeah, so be on the lookout for that on social media platforms. Once we get everything planned out and confirmed, we'll announce it. Um, so, yeah, I cannot wait for next week's show on my channel. And look out for some more content. But yeah, I think that covers it, guys. We uh, we good. We actually had a little bit of a short. It wasn't a heavy news week this week. Yeah. Hey, I checked the itinerary and I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be a quick show. Well, after show. like a couple <laughs> like two and a half hour shows we had there for a little bit, it's kind of nice just to yeah. be, be at our usual time. We're averaging go. a normal show this week. There we go. See, hey, we're doing it. Uh, but yeah, or no, an no. above average uh, crazy race. I think. Yeah. I think. I think next week we might go over two hours. Though I think we. Oh, we might go yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because even if Texas. Even if Texas is bad, like there's always seemingly something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Even are if it's you, just are you telling me there's more to talk about with Texas than Bristol? It's been that kind of year, man. <laughs> it's been weird. It's been a weird. It's been a weird one. So oh. it wouldn't surprise me. All yeah. right. I think we should uh I think we should close this baby out. What about you guys? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um no Dale call, so I'll do the Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.